Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressionists. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good WrestleMania week change up for the day it's the top of wrestling podcast and you know what that means it means it's wednesday it's 12 o'clock and we are here and ready to go we have a lot of stuff today a lot of good shit everything minus nightwing when we say good shit he'll be back next week but this week we have everything that you can expect for wrestlemania week the big weekend that is in texas we have some news. We got a little bit of AEW results. We have our bring it to the table. The Heart Foundation reunites on Monday Night Wars with so much more. And our top topic, we are going to talk the top WrestleMania events of all time. And maybe even do a little bit of a draft of our own to maybe see if we can make the better WrestleMania compared to, well, what we know is as good as it gets because it's WrestleMania 38 this weekend. A two-night shebang that could have been done in one, but it looks like a regular Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, ODM! Yeah, you didn't do the intro that I thought you were going to do, so it renders my intro useless. Way to go, Chief! We're off and running! Oh, I should have I <laughs> kept reading. Wow. I'm not really good at reading. Well, if we're being honest, though, end of the day... You know what? That's fine. But it's good that I didn't read that line. Some lines shouldn't be said. Some things shouldn't be crossed. And that being said, I think you need to keep Will Smith's fucking wife's name out of your fucking mouth. It doesn't work now. Just saying. (laughs) Oh, come on. It worked. We're past it. Speaking of a work. Was it a work? It was a work. Dude, every I love every wrestling type forum. They're like, "Well, as you can clearly see, he leans into the hit. As Will takes the slap, he also pulls away with his body weight. Everyone's, you know, breaking it down as to how much of a work it is." I was like, "God, I love the wrestling community." Somebody, it was Eric <laughs> Bischoff. Eric Bischoff posed uh, posted a still of it and goes, "If that doesn't clear it up, then nothing will." He goes, he says something about. It was worse than the time that I slapped the Undertaker or some shit like that. It wasn't. It wasn't Undertaker. Oh my God. He goes. It was worse than that. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Well, look, at there's only a couple of days left in this fantasy league. And as it stands right now, I'm in first by about, I think, two to 300 points. Two, and I believe. Yeah, two, 250, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You are second, and then behind you is like the nearest would be maybe a 50 to 100 or something like that. Yeah, something like Someone's that. Someone's going to have to have an unbelievable weekend. But here's the thing it's not like there's multiple elimination matches. Most of them are one fall matches, so yeah, and it's, it's not battle royal. The only thing that may save someone is the Andre, Andre battle royal. They didn't even do a women's battle royal this year. We'll get into that. Um, but man, they say at the beginning of the season with this fantasy league, be prepared. There's going to be a lot of shit talking. We're gonna, uh, we want people to cut promos, have fun, and it started that way. And Come on, let's go back to today. Today is episode 13, by the way. Lucky number 13. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing with how this show is going to go. Last week, we already argued about uh, Todd Pettengill's song, so we'll see how this week goes. <laughs> but about maybe week two, I think this got started. Maybe even week one, or maybe even right before that, we had the Fantasy League get started, and everybody's cutting promos, and that is when the Kelly, the Kelly Kapowski title was taken from you. And, oh, guys, we got to do a video uh, reality uh, show thing. Everybody should start a reality show. We should all get started doing promos and stuff. And this was Tiger Queen bringing this up. And I put up a video the other day. I am the first video of a promo in Lord knows how long. And I said, I go, it's a quiet group here, man. WrestleMania is a week away, and y'all are pretty quiet. I go, it's a sad, weak-ass league, man. I go, Commissioner, all you do is post things that are like four or five days old. <laughs> you know, it's like Biggie broke his neck, and it was on the Wednesday after. We're like, really? <laughs> it, it you know, Things like that, so I, I'm calling them out. Do you want to explain his promo back? I would love for you. I, I actually want to see if you can maybe even do a little bit of the uh, – Maybe give it a uh, uh, impersonation. Yeah, here. It, me, it was uh, quite goddamn here, funny. Here, let me. It's gonna be hard for you to see me because I'm gonna adjust myself. All right, you ready? Oh, are you gonna lay down and look oh, yeah. like you're basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing under the covers? Yeah. Really? Okay. Go ahead, because that's kind of what it looked like. Hey guys. You know, just been too busy. Uh, work. My dog. Posing for headshots that looks like I'm taking a shit. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It was horrible. What match. the fuck was that? <laughs> it, was, it was like almost duck lips, but then not. Yeah, it was a yeah. And, all right, first of all, right, people can't see what you just did, but when you did the lean back, you even rubbed your forehead the way he did. Like, oh guys, <laughs> I, I have know. work. And I'm taking care of a dog. Yo, I got two dogs and I got two jobs, man, and this podcast. You know, like I mean. It, we all got shit going on, but you can't tell me you can't take your phone. You had it, no problem. You can, but he still writes in. It was come on, man. Let's be honest. But all those uh, excuses, I can't wait. He goes, well, there's gonna be some new rules next season, and that's one of the things he does in his thing. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But uh, one thing for sure is next season we are gonna have a change and. Think about creating a public page for this 
fantasy league, immediately I go, huh? And and then he goes, and I'm thinking we should all make this a reality show where we're cutting videos. And my immediately my immediate thought goes, you must be out of your goddamn mind because he. Just got done saying at the beginning, guys, I'm way too busy with work and stroking my own dick to be able to uh, actually record a video promo. Now we're going to do a video-based reality series. What, are you going to have cameras set up in your house? Never mind. Look, we're going way too in-depth on this. It was just really funny to hear all this shit, and I was just cracking up, but I'm about to be your winner. Well, that fucking... Well, uh, I don't know, man. WrestleMania's... Horsemen might jump up ahead. I'd be be fine with... uh, uh, Flamingos hopping up. Tiger Queen ain't... But here's the thing. All right, let's just say... Let's just say, okay? uh, Horseman has Rhea Ripley and Lesnar. Okay, she wins the title. He wins the title. That's great. You win a title match at WrestleMania. That's combined, they'll gain both those matches or 50 points. I'm 250 ahead of you. You you have to have an elimination kind of setup. And unless you have dog shit, I don't know. I think I got it locked, but you're right. It's anyone's game. Yeah, no, you're definitely in a position to just take it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Who has Cody? (laughs) Who the fuck has Cody? (laughs) That's a a question. That's a good question, yeah. We'll travel down that road. Well, hey, man, it's WrestleMania week. I really don't want to spend too much time on our news because I'm all giddy with how much WrestleMania stuff is going on. Did you did you look at the notes just recently and see how many events that I have put in here? It's going to be a it's mind it's going to be quite a day for us. Yeah, absolutely. It is mind numbing. You're welcome. So, all right, let's start with the biggest news that happens. Of course, every time we post our show on a Wednesday, hello Thursday morning. Here's some big news. What happens? All right. Well, Triple H is officially retired from wrestling. I thought he was anyway, but never mind. Um, <laughs> Same. There, no, I knew he was. But it, it was, the outpouring was great. It's, it's, it's great to, uh, you know, recognize his contributions. He's, for a while there, he was like the most over or most uh, successful jobber ever. When you really look at it, you know, at least back in the beginning, he really didn't like take off, take off till later in his career. Uh, smart businessman understands the business. He has certainly helps. He married the boss's daughter, but I think he would have made it eventually anyway. Being part of the clique didn't hurt. But, um, yeah, man, ultimately, all bullshit aside, all joking aside, dude's a family man. He's got tons of money. Uh, I hope he does something that makes him happy and uh, he stays healthy. And, yeah, that's really all I got to say. I, um, you, I, I'm not trying to be rude in any way. It's not sarcastic. or Maybe, maybe it sounds sarcastic, but it's just kind of funny. The amount of outreach you would have thought this guy passed away, like, like, right? like everybody's like, "Thank you so much. We're we're so sorry for everything it, you know." And I'm like, "He's alive. He's well, it, man." And he's just saying that he can't wrestle anymore. And to be honest with you, go out on a better note. I don't need to see you be Flair or Hogan. Shit, please. You already tagged with your buddy Sean when he came out of oof. retirement for a night. We all know how that went. Yeah. Just. You know, it's funny because his last real televised match was a crown jewel event against Randy Orton. That was his last singles match. Cool. Good way to go out. I like that. His last match was an untelevised match where he tagged with, I think it was like Shinsuke Nakamura and Bobby Roode against, it was like a real weird thing, but it was at like in Tokyo or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's it. It was in Tokyo. Yep, absolutely. 
So, but hey, I'm all right with him going out this way. As long as he's healthy and okay, and from what it seems, he's back to day-to-day operations. So, cool. Good stuff. There you go. All right, so we've got our Hall of Fame class for WWE finalized. We have Taker. We got Vader. We got Queen Charmel. Uh, the Steiner brothers are going to go in. All right. It'd be cool to see them on TV, if nothing else. You know what they say? A lot of people are in the Hall of Fame, but not are equal. <laughs> When you take the 33% in the third that my brother and Rick and I have. Here's the thing, though, is that is he allowed? It? All right. I'm going to hit a couple of random things because before recording, little John, as you remember, we referenced him. You know, it, it, he uh, he and I were messaging today and he goes, do you think he gets to do a math promo? First, he goes, who the hell thought it was a good idea to even give him a microphone? I'm like, oh, he's going to be heavily scripted and watched. He's not going to be, it's, but this is also the same guy who was like, Stephanie's a cunt and Triple H is a piece of shit, bitch, cocksucker. Like, he's said some real shitty things about them. But that also just goes to show what this Hall of Fame is. Yep. First, induction, I think would be Braun, Rick's son. I think that would just be cool. I'm not sure if that's who it will be. But it was a TNA thing. Does he get to do the math equation or even hint at it? For the uh, so. pop for the fans. Yeah, I would think so. All right. Yeah, I absolutely. hope so. Yeah. And I personally, I know you're not going to like this, but the amount that they wrestle should be Booker. Or Booker, Booker and Stevie Ray. No, believe it or not, I swear today I was like, all right, well, who were some of the biggest feuds that they had? Who would be a good person? I'm like, Sting could be a good person to, to induct him because of all the time in WCW or Luger. And then I go, mm, man, Harlem Heat, Booker T. Man, I'm like... They put in Harlem Heat as a team. It wouldn't be surprising if maybe both together did something. I'm I'm kind of surprised that the Steiners are going in. It's funny. It was announced just like five days before WrestleMania. And it's like, who could we get at the last minute? Who needs $100, pal? <laughs> so, um, but Shad Gaspard is going to be the recipient of the Warrior Award. Well-deserved. I think that's very cool. Yeah, Hellwick's um, probably rolling over. I think everybody... Grave. Yeah, it, it was she's uh, it was uh, talked about last year that they wanted it, people wanted it, but this year they're, yeah. they're finally getting it. So Absolutely. I think that's, no, it's, uh, that's it's cool. definitely well deserved. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, man. Any uh, any positive news? Any positive? Well, I don't know if it's positive or not, but uh, you know we've got the Ring of Honor pay per view uh, as well as the. TNA, I don't know. 17 other events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we've got a lot of people that are pulling double duty. And obviously, Tony Khan, owning Ring of Honor now, is saying that anybody who leaves that pay-per-view to get to the Impact one will regret it. Not sure what that means, but the Briscoes are one of those people that are pulling double duty. But I did some digging. They're not going to – what he's saying is just to even beat the crowd or to beat and head out to other events. If I am not mistaken right now, SmackDown, Supercard of Honor, and Impact are all starting about 8 o'clock. The very worst is Ring of Honor starts at 9. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're all running head-to-head-to-head. So – I think he's just saying, not just because of the other events. All right, I, I 
posed this to you. I'm so glad that I remembered it because this is why I got to stop texting shit to you on the side <laughs> uh, because then I tend to forget. I'm like, no, we talked about it. So this dude owns Ring of Honor. They have been showcasing and talking about the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, which is Joe Danielson, Punk, Briscoes, and Kerry Silkin as kind of an honorary member. Anybody could show up at Ring of at the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor pay per view this weekend, because Tony also works owns. I don't want to say the word owns Punk and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, but you know what I'm saying. Like they'll very easily could just go right on over. They did video packages for the final battle. We don't very easily they could show up. That's all I'm saying. And AEW is the only besides Rampage. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Which is taped Wednesday. AEW is the only promotion that's not running Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Mm. You don't find that odd? Well, I mean, the Rampage thing is just because that's how they do it. They don't run it on Friday. They run it on Wednesday, and they air it on Friday. But uh, so you're, it's still sure, but what I'm saying is everybody has a special event this weekend. Every promotion back when I mean, even go back to 2016, 17, you know, yeah. prior pre-pandemic, you even 2019 when everybody was in New York, you had the MSG show with New Japan and Ring of Honor. Impact had something. You have Joey Janela Spring Break. I mean, these are consistent shows that happen every year. Yeah, I think he knows. AEW didn't have anything, and I, and but they also just had Revolution. I'll give them that. That was kind of their big payoff of the year. But um, I'm just saying, I think there's possibilities with this Ring of Honor pay per view later. Yeah, Tony Khan has already said he would never really run against WrestleMania. So yeah, I mean, I think that's his that's his stance. But for him to do something big at the Hall of Fame, maybe if Joe's going to be there, who knows what the hell could happen? He also, and I don't even know if the Hall of Fame is actually happening. I, like this weekend, they didn't say anything about there's an induction ceremony. Hmm. I just yeah. know this class is happening. Um, but I did read another uh, interview with Tony Khan, and he said uh, that he will never ever put on a bad pay per view. He understands the importance of pay per views, and that's his. Like he didn't mean like he'll never put on a bad one. I don't. That wasn't his exact quote. Let me take that back. That was my wording. He said he aims to always put on a very fantastic pay-per-view. You look at WWE, they phone in a lot of their pay-per-views. They're not like, this is going to be the greatest backlash event ever. His build and build and build. All I'm saying is Ring of Honor this weekend could be pretty pretty tight. I just think it could be pretty well done. Yeah, let's hope for the best, man. We got got at least one good match to look forward to. Night. And you mentioned, you know, Briscoes are pulling double duty. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to get into all these cards. But, yeah, the Briscoes are doing two shows, and both of them are running the same time. I would actually, while, while I'm, I'll tell you what, I will start presenting this part of the news. Do me a favor and get on your Google machine there and find out what time both of them are starting. I am pretty sure both are around 8 or 9. But two things that I thought were great this past weekend with New Japan. First... The New Japan Cup finally came to a close. Started with 64 men. It was one of their largest ones because they pretty much wanted to double down after 
everything that went on with the pandemic. They wanted to get everybody a chance in the singles tournament. And it was won in the finals by Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Naito, which was a good match. But even more so, the most important part. Now, we've talked about it before. Bullet Club kicked out Gorillas of Destiny. And you know how I feel about Gorillas. It's pretty much about how ODM feels about uh, Proud and Powerful. He, he knows that team. That's his team. He's behind them. And he made me a fan. G.O.D. aligned themselves with Taguchi. And what's important about this storyline is they shake hands with him, align with him, and hug him. When Bullet Club was formed nine years ago by Prince Devitt, Finn Balor, and Gorillas of Destiny, well, mainly Tamatanga at that time, it was Tamatanga, Baylor, and Bad Luck Fale. It was formed by Baylor turning on Taguchi. And now here we are nine years later in G.O.D. align themselves with the man that it all started with. I think that's a very, very compelling story. You have to know the story to understand that, though. That's not just put in the headlines, which I thought, you know, if anybody didn't know that, that's why I'm putting that out there. I, I just think it's very cool that they're going all the way back to the very first man that was turned on to form the club. It's very cool. And uh, what did you find out on uh, Mr. Google? So Ring of Honor starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Impact yep. Multiverse of Matches starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so it is possible that the Briscoes are able to do both shows with no issues. I think that most likely the Briscoes are going to, looking at order of importance for both shows, I would say that the Briscoes and FTR will probably be like match three, gives them time to get over to the other building, hang, and they'll probably be like second to last match before... Uh, the main event or something like that for Impact, if I had to guess. Pulling double duty. Do you imagine that? Working well, a match like a match against No, FTR. but it's... Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not even just like a you're going and doing a squash match. You're going to go have a grueling ass-kicking match that you know that this Texas crowd is ready for. Everybody's been waiting for Briscoes and FTR for a long time. I th- I'm not sure when I broke down my whole night at Dynamite if I told you there was a girl across from me that had a uh, We Want FTR versus Dem Boys sign. And I was like, yeah. Like, we, you know, we, we kind of made con- eye contact and talked about it. This is uh, going to be a huge match. So it's going to be a grueling match. And then they go on to fight the Good Brothers. That's true. And it's, it's funny. You're like, can you imagine that? That's what they used to do back in the day, man. All the territory days or not even territory um back when uh vince would run the guys 300 days out of the year sometimes they would do a 2 p.m matinee show and then an eight o'clock show somewhere and they would have to work it out where it, if you you find these out when you start to read certain books like flair or uh especially bret hart he'd be like i opened the night at one place and then i was in the main event at the other like it's very interesting to, that that's what's going on now, you would think that them pulling double duty, that's enough for them, right? No. Not for the Briscoes. 
we'll get into that. I can't wait to go over these cards. It's so it's going to be probably one of the biggest weekends in wrestling history. I really feel like that when it comes to WrestleMania history. Uh, hey, any other any other news you got? Well, I just wanted to touch on this story because I don't even know the details, but. Uh, you know, like the people's court's done, but there's Steve Harvey's court. It's basically the new people's court. Some familiar Steve faces. Harvey's. What he took over Family Feud, now he's taking over Judge Wapner's spot. Yeah, God, damn mean, man. Do what you got to do. At least he didn't take over Judge Judy's spot. Uh, but we had some familiar names on this show: uh, Kevin Sullivan and JJ Dillon. <laughs> I'll take two people on people's court. I never thought I would see for a thousand ODM. Jeez, Jeez. an argument over that made its rounds last. What was it? Yeah, go ahead. It was something uh, about argument on payment on a boat. (laughs) Yo, I gotta find that episode. I gotta see if they even make reference that they were in the wrestling business together. You know what I mean? It's funny because you, 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 and I would think that they would just because of the names, but most people probably have no fucking clue who they are. They couldn't fight it out in the ring. They couldn't get to <laughs> WrestleCon this weekend or you, anything. You wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> you know what? You know what I would want to see, though? You know, you may have already said at the beginning, you know, let's, it's over. Let's not talk about it. But what would you rather see more? Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar or Chris Rock versus Will Smith? <laughs> I've seen so many WrestleMania memes yeah. with them together. I'm like, it's just funny no all right it is wrestlemania week it is the greatest weekend in pro wrestling and it's a huge weekend in dallas texas this weekend so you do have ring of honor super cards of honor you have nxt's stand and deliver impacts multiverse of matches and a bunch of other promotions with nlw uh and a couple other ones but i'm gonna break down what we have here first this all kicks off tomorrow thursday at four o'clock in four o'clock Eastern, right? I mean, we're talking at night that if you get your way to Texas and you're ready to party and just watch a, a lot of wrestling, this is your weekend. And guys did this in New Orleans and they go wherever, whatever the weekend is. That's what they all do. They hit up all the shows as much as they can. We may have to do this one of these times and just go hit up a bunch of these shows. But to kick it off, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 8. Now, I'm not going to read every match to every card, guys. I'm just going to read some of the big things that you're like, wow, because then people are going to be moving on and doing other shows. But Barnett's Bloodsport, Thursday, tomorrow night, 4 o'clock. Minaro Suzuki is going to be taking on Chris Dickinson. Barnett will be taking on Jonah, which was uh, Bronson Reed. Moxley against Biff uh, Busick. John Morrison, now John Hennigan, taking on Simon Gotch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Timothy Thatcher and John Kratos will take on each other. And then Zita Zhang will take on Marina Shafir, which we know, you know, her MMA background as well. It's already starting off with a huge, huge show. That's the first one of the weekend that actually gets things going. Um, MLW will have a show Thursday night. It's the Intimidation Games where Alex... Hammerstone, the MLW champion, will take on former champion Jacob Fatu and Mads Kruger. And then the man who his mentor was Dusty, that's right, Enzo, will have an open challenge. So someone's going to come out and lay him out. 
I mean, obviously, that's pretty much what any open challenge generally is. So Joey Janela, the prick that he is, not only has one, but two shows this weekend. He's got to be like WWE. All right, well, Joey Janela's Spring Break 6. Part 1 is Thursday night at 9 o'clock. The GCW Championship will be John Moxley. Again, he j- he's already earlier in the night taking on Biff Busick. And now he's going to come in here for a GCW match, which, come on, GCW world title match means death match, generally. And he's taking on AJ Gray. And this is where we get the feud that has been kind of building for quite some time in most of the GCW events. Joey Janela versus Sean Waltman. The crowd is going to fucking eat that up. They're going to fucking hate on Janela. Um, and then there's a GCW tag team title match that has Nick Gage and Matt Tremont, the champions, versus Mance Warner and Matthew Justice versus the Briscoes. So they're not even waiting until Supercard of Honor. They're going to have something Thursday night. Kicking it off. All right. Late Now, also that night, the CYN, Control Your Native. I know I said it right uh, that, that time on purpose, but they have their show, The Awakening. It's all the same names that we've already been seeing. Adam Shear, EC3. That's it. Just says they're going to be there. That's a show. Hooray. Dynamite marketing. <laughs> Let's see how it pays off for them. Uh, now we jump into Friday, Friday at three o'clock MLW is going to have Azteca underground and Alex Hammerstone will face Cesar Duran in a no holes barred match. And then Jacob Fatu will face LA park in an Azteca apocalypto match. I don't know what the hell that means, but it sounds like it'd be good. (laughs) This is where some things get pretty fun. At 6 o'clock Friday night, it will be New Japan Strong. I only wrote a couple of matches that made uh, that were kind of headliners and then just the other people who were on the card. If you haven't been paying attention to New Japan Strong, they have a YouTube channel. It, I mean, we're talking, the guys I'm about to list are mainly there every week, so it's a pretty good show. Uh, but the main uh, matches are going to be Tamahiro Ishii versus Chris Dickinson. Jay White against Speedball Mike Bailey. Speedball, is he just Coke guy? No, not Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Suzuki takes on Killer Cross. And others at the show will be Juice Robinson, David Finley, Daniel Garcia, Rocky Romero, Ren Narita, who I told you I really like, was at Wrestle Kingdom and took on Shibata. Jonah, again, yeah, he'll be there. Tom Lawler. And Fred Rosser, who you may remember was um, Darren Young in WWE. So SmackDown on Friday night at 8 o'clock, we will be having the Intercontinental title match, which will be Ricochet taking on tag partners Angel and Humberto. So Ricochet will probably be retaining. And then, of course, the biggest thing that has to do with WrestleMania, right? Let's move it to SmackDown two years in a row. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It makes that match have absolutely nothing to do with WrestleMania now. Mm-hmm. I don't get why they don't just do it on the pre-show. What's the point? At least give those guys an opportunity to be in the fucking arena. You got two nights anyway with nothing on it, so. Thank you. You could do two different Battle Royals. The winners face on Monday Night Raw. Loser <laughs> kisses Vince's ass. Yeah, there you go. And then you have the Hall of Fame to follow, which will be on the network. So then, 
Ring of Honor starts at 8 o'clock. You've confirmed, and then Impact at 10. So at 8 o'clock, Ring of Honor will be kicking off. We have the ROH Women's Interim title. God damn it. What's the point of interim? Anyway, so a new champion will be crowned where it's Willow Nightingale taking on Mercedes Martinez. I haven't seen Martinez win a match even in AEW, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Willow Nightingale is probably going to win this this match. Swerve Strickland will be taking on Alex Zane. A pure championship match will be Josh Woods defending against AEW's Wheeler Yuta. Already a little bit of a hint with AEW being in this for the night. Jay Lethal, your second one, taking on Lee Moriarty. I don't think either of them work for anywhere other than AEW. So that's an AEW showcase match. A match we've already talked about. This I would have rather been the main event match, but apparently it's not going to be if they have to pull double duty. Uh, Ring of Honor tag titles, Briscoes versus FTR. And then in your Ring of Honor world title winner takes all match, you have Jonathan Grisham defending his championship against Bandito, who technically still has a Ring of Honor championship that he never lost. Grisham's carrying around the old school looking belt, and Bandito's taking around the... It's kind of like the mix between the Impact World Championship and what is the World Heavyweight Championship from NWA. And I don't like it. Now, the Impact Multiverse of Matches. I gotta be honest, I had no want to see this at first, but I'm kind of in. The matches, I mean, almost every one of them, I'm in for. Again, remember some of these names I've already said a billion times already, you know, oh, yeah. that they're already in other events. They're on these too. So one that's going to be a fun one, a couple's war, will be Mickey James tagging with her husband, Nick Aldis, taking on Matt Cardona and his wife, Chelsea Green. That's going to be a fun shit show. I don't even care. I can't, that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Jonah making his third appearance, I think, already for the weekend. I should have had you tallying some of this up. Yeah, right. Uh, and Josh Alexander will take on Moose and PCO. Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey, will take on Alex Shelley of Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, there's a guy named Bailey. <laughs> uh, no, never mind. I'm, I'm reading it backwards. Never mind. Here we go. There's an Ultimate X match, and it's going to be for the X Division Championship as Trey Miguel defends against Willie Mack, Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, Vincent. And no, 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 we're not talking about <laughs> Vincent of NWO. We're talking about Vincent of Ring of Honor, Dread yeah. Hair, White Vincent. I'm just, you know, being a little more specific, we're not going to get an out-of-retirement match from Thank Virgil. God. I probably would have marked out for that. But, um, and the other participant in this match, Thick Thighs herself, Jordan Grace. <laughs> And speaking oh, of, man. you have an Impact Knockouts title match where Deanna Perozzo, or Perazzo, she's been on like a winning streak for a solid year. Ever since NXT let her go and she went to Impact, she's had the championship and she hasn't lost. Well, she's taking on a mystery opponent who's going to maybe take that from her. You know, this whole point is called multiverse of matches. They're taking people from other promotions. You have guys who were originally in Ring of Honor. You have Impact. You even have a sprinkle of uh, AEW in here. So I'm just, and New Japan even more, because Tamahiro Ishii versus Eddie Edwards. 
Look at Eddie's no slouch on it being strong style. So that's going to be a banger of a match. Chris Saban, the other guy who's in Motor City Machine Guns, will take on Jay White. And what appears to be your main event title match is Impact Champion or Tag Team Championships will be the Good Brothers defending against the Briscoes. So the Briscoes. Do they win the tag team championships? Tag team championships at GCW. Keep Ring of Honor and win Impact. Do they drop Ring of Honor? They're already at their third match in two days. Good for them. What are you yeah. thinking? I don't know, man. It's tough because I think I think ultimately I think it's going to be insight into what their future is, right? Because if they, I mean, it's not because AEW's. Uh, uh, wrestlers uh, are four into holding multiple champions uh, championships. We've had a couple already who are holding titles across brands, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, if they lose them all, it, it kind of, you know what I mean? I think, I think what happens is going to, you know what? I take that back. I have no fucking clue. They, they'll probably just win them all. I kind of want them to have a clean sweep on the weekend, man. Just take it all. Um, have you seen the picture that's made its rounds recently of the Briscoes backstage recently with a person in drag? I have not. It made its rounds recently, and I was like, oh, my God, it's about as equal as cringy, equally as cringy as Michael Scott kissing, kissing Oscar. Being like, <laughs> let me show you how okay with everything I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um. Joey Janela is back for part two because at 1 a.m. on a Friday night, what else are you doing? Why don't you watch a shit show of a wrestling uh, night? Because Speedball Mike Bailey will be taking on PCO. Tony Deppin, who used to be in Ring of Honor, uh, will be taking on Biff Busick. Biff is on his third match, I think, of the weekend as well. Suzuki, again on his third, will be taking on Effie. Effie's someone I, I talked about recently as well. Matt Cardona, who... Earlier in the night, we'll be ta- who'll be tagging with Chelsea Green. He'll be taking on Chris Dickinson, who will be accompanied by Missy Hyatt. Okay. Yeah, right. But That's... your main event, I'll let you read this one, because I thought you'd actually appreciate the name of this one. Considering this event starting at 1 a.m., what's the main event called? The Greatest Cluster Fuck Battle Royal. I wasn't sure if that's the actual name or if you just put that in there. No, that's actually real. I found that on two different websites. I actually had to double check and, and work on that. Mm. Now, I got to be honest. I thought it was really cool to see all these different cards, all these guys pulling double, triple, quadruple duty. I started looking at stand and deliver, and I go, I don't know anyone, man. Look at your NXT title match is going to be Dolph Ziggler defending the t- his championship against Braun Steiner, uh, Breaker. And then there's other matches with other guys that are in a brand that isn't even a shell of its former self. It's now dubbed 2.0, and it's pink. So, on the way to WrestleMania itself. It's live, and it's premium. And it's going to be stupendous. But my guess is is that next week when we record, we're going to get to use that stupid bumper more than we are stupendous. All right, man, break down. What's Saturday? What's Sunday? And as you go along, give me your prediction. I'll bounce right off. All right. So 
I'm sure uh, this will change. The or the order will change based on how I read it, but that's fine. Uh, we'll just read it in the order that it is. Oh, I didn't know the order of this. Yeah, at nobody all. knows. This yeah. is more. Yep. This is yeah. They, they no one. Yeah, coming into WrestleMania, you generally don't know much of the order. Yeah. So uh, we got the SmackDown Women's Title. It's Charlotte Flair defending against Ronda Rousey. Uh, they've gone through a lot of work to bring Rousey back. Uh, I don't think it's in, as an impactful as it was the first time around. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say Rousey's going to get the win on this one. I think she makes Flair tap. Think so? Yeah, that could be. I think it would be more meaningful, at least, if I was doing storyline and looking to make Ronda come back as a major threat. She never, you know, she never lost that championship, man. Her shoulders were up and then come back and defeat the queen on the biggest stage of them all by making her tap. You know, Flair made Asuka tap. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. We thought Asuka was taking the championship. Are you shitting me? So, and then she made uh, Rhea Ripley tap. Yeah. So then again, maybe maybe Flair will win. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No, I'm, I'm putting the hope into Ronda on this one. There you go. Well, we'll go on to the next women's title. It'll be the Raw women's title. Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair. Uh, th- there was rumors that Be- uh, Belair was actually injured, so I don't know. Uh, I kind of liked your idea where she kind of returns the favor, comes out, and beats Lynch flat in like five seconds. It's stupid, but I wouldn't put it past them. So I'm going to give this one to Belair. On a very loaded show, if that's the route they take, it would be the uh, absolute smartest option. It's kind of the shameless Daniel Bryan route, um, which – I'll get into it in a second, but let me finish this thought first. If it is a regular match and Belair is there and she's able to wrestle, I actually think the man retains. I actually think that Fair enough. Lynch will retain to a big thing of booze. But if it's a quick match, Belair takes it. Yep. People get mad about the fact that, you know, certain matches are, you know, like, like Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. But you know, I spent a lot of time over the last week or so just watching some old school WrestleManias, and there was a lot of matches that were like four, five, six minutes, you know what I mean? And they got things in, squeezed in, and they did have a lot of stupid performances and celebrity appearances. I tend to shit on it more nowadays when I'm like, oh my God, another one of these things. I'm like, but no, that's pretty much how it's always been, man. It, it You know, it's a spectacle of a night. So what I'm saying is, don't be surprised if a match ends real quick. But you remember what happened last year? Night one started off with a rain delay, <laughs> and I felt like it was an omen to the entire oh God, night. I right. felt like night one never really got off the ground running. Night two, oh was, I felt a bit a bit better, but I didn't even care for WrestleMania at all last year, other yeah. than Cesaro and Rollins. Yeah, I'm not going to be tuning into too much for this, except for something later, which we'll get into when we get there. Uh, next, we get the Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. I'm going with the Mysterios on this. Oh, one. this match is what you're tuning into. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm cracking this beer. Uh, Do you think Logan Paul comes to the ring wearing Mysterio's mask? Uh, I hope he gets a concussion and is in a vegetative state for the rest of his life. <laughs> Was that too much? I did not expect that. <laughs> Was that too much? Did I go over the top on that one? Should I take it back? A vegetative... No, no, I think it was actually pretty descriptive. I think I, I actually envisioned what you meant. I just imagined the Logan there. Paul should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is on this card? 
New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. New Day win. Avenge Big E. Get a big pop. <clears throat> I'm not going to be happy until they name Ridge Holland Luke. So that when Pete Dunn is at ringside as Butch, Sheamus has Butch and Luke with him again. But, oh, Jesus. Problem is, you can't go around licking people's heads the way you used to. Yeah, Goddamn you know. shame. It's, yeah, goddamn pandemic. Uh, next, we get Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Drew McIntyre next. Oh, this will be a three-minute match. Oh, God, it better not be. You know, I used to stick up for Happy Corbin now that I know that he's just a fucking company man who will do whatever the fucking boss tells him to do. Next thing you know, he's going to come out with pigtails and a big lollipop. Next, we get the smack. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I actually, I'm telling you, that'll be a quick three-minute match, and... You know what? Well oh, I deserved you said for 30-minute match. Taking oh, out. Oh God, no, 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 no. This will be a quick minute match. Uh, it, it'd be great to have him, uh, McIntyre, get the win because a he lost last year to Lashley, and b Corbin beat Angle. Yeah. It was the stupidest thing ever at WrestleMania. So I'd rather this. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, next, we get the SmackDown tag titles being defended. The Usos defending against Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Good <clears throat> goddamn shame. Uh, Usos retain. They both wear white pants. I mean, that's cool. <sighs> the only thing that I'm going to tune in for Oop. are the next two. Oh, go ahead. I, didn't. I was going to say Usos. Oh, okay. Next only because two- I have them in the draft as well. I got the Mysterio, so they better be Miz and Logan Paul. Fucking douchebag. Next two things, the last two things for night one are the only things that I really care about that I'll tune in for. One is Seth Rollins versus Mystery Appointment. And the little promo that they did uh, on their YouTube channel, uh, WWE's, kind of lines up with what we were expecting. Seth Rollins is going to go to WrestleMania, and he'll know his opponent once he's in the ring and hears his name announced. Now... Some right, the- I have an issue with that. Okay. They released that stupid video mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. at like 4 o'clock. And I sent it to you yeah. and Nightwing, and I go, right. well, no need to watch Raw tonight. And from what I read, they showed it in its entirety. They go, and today we're going to show you what happened with Seth Rollins at headquarters. Do you you legitimately just do not give a fuck about your ratings? That's the only thing people were tuning in for. No one cared about anything else. No one was going to be excited about your main event, which not sure if you looked. It was uh, Usos versus RK-Bro. Yay. That does not get me excited for WrestleMania. You could have had that ending with the video of Vince and Seth. And Seth played awesome in that video. Let me guess. I'm fired. No, let me get. No, no, no. Let me get. I think his Joker routine, although annoying, he does a good job at. I kind of, I'm kind of liking. Yeah, you're gonna hate on that one, I'm sure. But you literally put it out at four o'clock in your YouTube channel, and people are like, "Well, now I don't have to watch Raw." Pretty much. So, all right, the, we the, will get into our guesses of who in a moment. But the main event, we'll just quickly say, is the Kevin Owens show. That's what's closing Saturday night of WrestleMania, which is Steve Austin appearing. Steve Austin gets a stunner. Duh. 
obviously you're going to send people home happy. There's no way that Owens gets the, the stunner and it goes. Actually, what would be phenomenal is if he does the stunner and it's just doesn't matter. Your stunner is not as good as Austin's. Austin just pops right back up and no-sells it and gives him one of his own. That's what I'm calling. All right. Seth Rollins versus question marks. Uh, is it the obvious Cody? Probably, yeah. Does he use the AEW theme? Because you need yep. the pop. Yep. The reports are that a lot of WWE execs are pushing for the presentation of Cody to be 100% what it was in AEW. Which makes sense. A douchebag? Oh! Dude, what happens? Um, he, what happens when he comes out and gets booed to hell? He's going to well, be all smiles. So speaking of booing things to hell, what if it's Shane McMahon? <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. That would be fucking hilarious. You know, I posted... A, uh, Elias? All right, what about this one? I'll give this one to Little John. Gabe Stevenson he is comes rumored. in, squashes in one minute. Yeah, he is rumored to be there. That would that would make sense. I think that's your close number two. And one more send off for Undertaker in Dallas, Texas. Comes in and you know lights go out. Boom! He is under the ring, ready to go. Didn't I already Tombstone, say that? Boom! Didn't I say that a few weeks ago? Did you? I think so. You might have. Yeah. Shit, you did, and I said I didn't want it. Yeah. There's, there's well, one more. There's it, one these more. These are just thing. options. Th- there is one more that you didn't put on here. Hornswoggle. Do you really think it would be Hornswoggle? It's as good as it gets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Night two. <laughs> Night two. We get title versus title. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah, it is what it is. That's listen. The way they've built it, I'll watch it for two of the most, the, two of the biggest marquee wrestlers in the world right now, and Paul Heyman, who's got to be one of the best promos ever, wrestler or not. And come on, man, they did thirty-one. Lesnar beat the piss out of Roman until Rollins cashed in thirty-four. He had to bust Reigns open the hard way to even get people happy for a second, and that's when he threw the title at McMahon. And now their third bout at WrestleMania. You know, this is this could this could, I'm not saying uh rival your rock in Austin. It's just your newer generation version of it, and it's two major powerhouses. I'm actually excited to see this match. Mm-hmm. How I think it goes down. I think Reigns opens Lesnar the hard way this time with his elbows and goes MMA style. He takes the gloves off the way Lesnar would because he is the heel. Lesnar's total face in this. And it's a reverse of WrestleMania 34. I don't know, man. I know I've seen articles where uh, Lesnar says he doesn't like getting hit. So I don't know if he'd be open for that. But I like where your head's at. I think that's a good twist. You literally bust open Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, two guaranteed Hall of Famers. Mm hmm. They gave you the will. You can't take one on the head for WrestleMania. One. I'm not here to debate that he can or can. I'm just saying I don't know that he would. Doesn't strike me as a type of person. How about this? No, you're not. We'll even let you do a. We'll we'll let you do a little cut on your head ahead of time. How about that? And you could take. Let you have a little a shot of whiskey and take a bunch of Advil so you bleed nice and easy. It's nice and easy. You'll be right out there. Christ. 
All right. Just an idea. All right, let's get on with the rest of this. Edge versus AJ Styles. Listen, on paper, it sounds like I got a dream match. There's nothing for me to want to watch it other than it's those two guys. There's nothing behind That's it. That's just it. I the, I think that they're going the wrong route with Edge trying to be heel. I'm not on board. It, yeah. It's it's not selling me in you know, these promos and stuff. It, it's, it's great. I love heel Edge. I will never, ever say mm-hmm. boo to it. Absolutely. But to promote this match... If you had started all the way back at SummerSlam and he fucked uh, AJ over for the title and stuff like that, and this has been an ongoing thing and he's been heel for a while, but you turned him heel strictly for this feud and it seems like it's out of nowhere, you should have just let it be the dream match that it was and they try to one-up each other each week heading into it. The match itself is going to be good, um, but I think the on paper is going to be better than the match. I think this is going to be your AJ Nakamura. Remember WrestleMania 34, yeah, how disappointing yeah, people were? Letdown, I think that's that what was. we're about to get right here. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, next, we get Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I like Austin Theory. I think he's got a lot of promise. Uh, I don't like that he's McMahon's stooge right now, pretty much. That's how he's been kind of booked. Uh, and I like Pat McAfee's you know, personality as far as in the wrestling context. Outside of the wrestling world, I think he's kind of a douche. But uh, yeah. You know, he had a great match with uh, Adam Cole. It'd be interesting to see what kind of match he's going to have against Austin Theory, who, as much of a rookie as he may be in the grand scheme of things, definitely seems to have some good footing when it comes to in-ring work. Uh, so, Is it a regular match or is it a no-DQ match? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I want to say it's no-DQ, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because he it. was in war games. He could take some hits. Mm-hmm. You know, um... Uh, you know what I'm most excited about? I bet you he has a bad-ass entrance at WrestleMania. He's an over-the-top, fun announcer. I can imagine him doing something great. Uh, I think McAfee goes over in this match. You think so? Hmm. That would make yeah, sense. Yeah, and you know, you said it sucks that Austin Theory is McMahon's stooge. Let me say something. There are worse things to be. If you were told right oh, now yeah. that you are going to be McMahon's stooge on TV weekly, fuck yeah. You know, like, it's, you know, it's. People like I, they're like, oh, I can't believe Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, resigned with WWE. Sami Zayn put it best. I'm highlighted weekly on TV a lot. I have segments all the time. I have nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. It's true. Same with Kevin. So, same to Austin Theory. You're on TV every week. You can't boo it. Just playing devil's advocate. I'm trying to be as nice as I can about WWE, considering it's WrestleMania week. Can I'm sure by well. fucking Sunday afternoon or mid, you know, mid pay per view, I'm going to be like, God damn this company. <laughs> He's going to be sprawled out on the floor with an empty bottle of Jack Daniels next to him and a gun that he hasn't got quite loaded yet. <laughs> In the fetal position. I don't want any more. I don't want any more. <laughs> Next, we get Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, I don't care. I really like Bobby Lashley. Maybe this is I. Eh. Hopefully he doesn't blow out his shoulder again. Uh, I think almost is going to win. It'll yeah. be a back and forth match. Yeah, um, I'd like to see Bobby since it's his first match back come back and win. Also because I have him in the draft, but um, I really I think almost is going to win. I mean, just be fucking War Machine. I'm not going to call him Viking Raiders anymore. He just be <laughs> War Machine two on one. So I think he's got Bobby pretty well in, in handled. There you go. 
next we get the raw tag titles rk bro versus alpha academy versus street profits i don't understand rk bro losing the titles to alpha academy winning them back like two weeks later uh private profits i could care less about uh i'm gonna go ahead and say rk bro retain i think they do as well it's weird because I, we've all been waiting. When's the turn? When's the turn? When's the turn? And Orton said, this is kind of the most fun he's had in a long time wrestling. Yeah, that and, makes me happy. And it's See, that weird. That makes me happy. It, it, same. And that's the thing is kind of like when I'm watching on like happy. some of the clips I've caught, he looks happy. It's a yeah. genuine, real happy. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he's faking and phoning it, it in. The Fiend, he's coming off of that shit from a whole year of setting yeah. someone on fire and burning himself, all that with Alexa. Now, He's tagging. It's kind of Sting and Darby. He's in a good place. He's mentoring as well as wrestling. Lesnar. Look at Lesnar. Totally. The happy yeah. cowboy. Giving the high fives to kids. Come on. It's funny. He it's like happy. people are like, it's funny because I saw a meme and it's like, everybody's saying, oh man, it's 2022 and the pandemic is still going it's still a shitty year yo how upset could you be look at brock lesnar look how fucking happy he is right now that's a different place in this world that should make you happy it does <laughs> um i the only way i see anything good coming of this is if uh riddle takes a pin and we get a turn at the end of it with uh orton but what go. i'd rather see what i'd rather see is them orton takes the pin and riddle turns on him I think that would just be fantastic. You know what? Oh, God, I hate that I'm going to say this, but it makes so much sense. Bro. Alpha, Alpha, Alpha Academy is Otis and... Gable. Chad. Yeah, which, now that you have Gabe Stevenson coming in, I think he's just going to be Chad. Well... Chad and Otis. What if... Oh, and, and Gable was... A collegiate wrestler, an Olympic wrestler. What if Otis gets jumped before the match and Gable comes in and takes his place and they win the titles? I don't want it to happen, but I wouldn't put it past them. So Gable and Gable? Gable and Gable. G squared. Ready, willing, and Gable. Oh, God. You can bring that old motto back that they used to forget have for I, American for, Alpha. Forget I ever said it. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Speaking of things that forget I said it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to give it to Johnny Knoxville. Hey, um, it is going to be Knoxville. I think this will actually be kind of funny because I think it's going to be a no D. It is no DQ. It's an anything goes match, but I think it's going to be of jackass quality. I think they're going to go backstage and you're going to get some zany ass shit, like a big hand that you run into. You know what I mean? That it'll have things going. You Did may you? get a Steve-O in, in uh, Wee Man. You may get those guys. Um, yeah, go ahead. Did you see the clip back from, I don't remember what pay-per-view it was. I think it was the Royal Rumble weekend when Knoxville was there. The clip of Lesnar slamming Wee Man through a table in like the hotel lobby. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's funny because I saw that Steve-O wasn't there during that night at the pay-per-view, and he should have been. And there were reports. First, people were like, well, because people drink backstage. Like, the guy, he's fucking, like, multiple, multiple years sober. You know, he can be around that shit. That wasn't it. Uh, he tested positive for COVID before getting into the arena, and he had to go. Uh, they were like, sorry, sucks. man, it's it's 
just policy for the wrestlers, you know? And he's like, I got to go, man. So he had to go chill back at the hotel. Um, but I could see all these guys showing up at WrestleMania. I think it'll be a fun match. Probably. Believe it or not, I actually think I'm going to find myself smiling during that match. Chicken nuggets help. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say they weren't <laughs> going to be there. Well, this is honestly the reason that I'm going to watch night two. Um, because I think it has get the, the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about this. The women's tag team match. And it's not because it's the women's tag titles. It's because there's like 14 teams in it. You have Queen Zelina and Carmella defending again. I don't know why they're the women's tag champs, but that's fine for Sasha Banks and Naomi. I like that tag. I think they should take the titles. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to take it. Now, personally, I think, what my favorite team is is Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Out of left field doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think it's got potential. Pissed off they're putting Rhea Ripley with a tag team partner. She should be a single star. She should be champ. And also in the mix, you got Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Again, odd pairing makes no sense. If Natalia's on a team, they're not winning. So last year they did the same exact thing. They had a fatal four-way tag match. And it was Natalia and Tamina that came out with the the championships. Um, or I think, no, they didn't. They, they actually won it like a week later. But I think it will be the winners will be Banks and Naomi or Morgan and Ripley, just as you said, in that exact order. And I'm good with it because I got Naomi and I got Liv Morgan when it comes to our draft. Oh, there but you go. Noish. If I had to choose which team I like just off of... Um, professor's personal loving picks, Morgan and Ripley, because I yeah. So let me tell you something, man. I'm just gonna move on from there before I uh, get too excited. You ever see the way Rhea pins? All right. So look at <laughs> man. If I had to do this, I I kind of thought about this to myself, and and this is just my own personal take. I just want to throw this out there. We didn't need two nights at WrestleMania. We really did not need two nights. You could have packed everybody into one night at that stadium and made it probably one of your greatest WrestleManias if you combined shit and dropped shit. So dropping shit like that women's tag team title match would have been an option right there for me. But I'm going to run down. This is honestly what I think would have been the better card. You have three pre-show matches. You always have two hours, right, of bullshit pre-show matches. Both Rumbles, the women's and the Andre, and right there is where you do the Usos, Nakamura, and Boogs. That doesn't even belong on the main show. There's no, like you said, you're like, eh, it's just there. So then your main card, you would have a, no particular order, minus what closes the show, but you would have Charlotte versus Ronda. You have Edge and AJ. Raw tag titles, I would just take the Street Profits out. I don't give a shit about them. I think go back with Alpha and RK-Bro, and it's kind of their rubber match. Finale. And this is where you have that, and that's where you have some of the big swerves we could have that we're talking about. Either someone turns or Gable and Gable. Um, you still do Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Raw women's title with Lynch and Belair. Actually, I take this back. This is in absolute order. I did this on purpose this way because um, you needed your right bathroom breaks. <laughs> Lynch and Belair. You do Sami Zayn in Knoxville. You do your KO show with Owens and Austin. Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. And then your title versus title, Reigns and Lesnar. 
I think that you could have done very well without even promoting Cody. Rollins could have been tossed into anything. I would have been fine with it. Um, or if that's just a segment in itself. Right there, that could have been a perfect four, four-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view, as they normally push for five anyway when it comes to it, plus their two-hour thing. I'm just saying you didn't need two nights. You're wasting people's time. You really are, and money. Yeah, used to it. <laughs> as good as it gets. All right, man, do you want to run down what happened in AEW, or does it, is it a kind of you know, mood point this week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really not too much to be talking about here. Uh, MJL. We'll MJF just say this, the biggest thing, man. We finally got a name for uh, Moxley and Danielson. They are the Blackpool Combat Club. Thoughts? Eh. Listen, I'm very conflicted about this. I I get Blackpool because it's where Regal's from. So that that makes sense. Um, Yeah. Moxley, I... That's where it ends. Here's the thing, yeah. (laughs) It's good for Moxley because... As much as I like his persona, I've never been a fan of his wrestling. But for Brian, man, he was on a tear since he came to AEW. Now you're going to put him in a tag team? I feel like you could do so much more with him as a single. But I like all three guys, so seeing them together, it's like, okay, I'll take it. I mean, you know, the combat club, it just doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't sound menacing. You know what I mean? I still would have loved War Games. Uh, yeah, I felt like the show was kind of meh. The one thing that was kind of great is that Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti revealed to Dan Lambert that they basically pulled a Brad Maddox onto Paige and her title uh, with the TNT Championship. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I didn't write this shit. They did. Um, we did have Hardy's Darby and Sting tagging up as well, which is just a cool moment. But tonight, we have the Owen Cup kicking off. And Tony Khan said people have to qualify to get into this tournament. And it's going to be people from around the world. It's not just AEW. Because tonight, it's the bunny. Because <laughs> when I think the Owen Cup for the women's tournament, the first match that's going to kick off, the first person I think of is the bunny. We're already off to a bad start, Tony. I'm sorry. i just <laughs> just throwing that out there. But well, against lose. question marks for a woman. Well, yes, I understand that. But the woman is a question mark. Man, could this be the time Tessa Blanchard maybe comes in or something like that? I don't, yeah. I'm just. You know who I think it is? And I don't know who it's going to be. Jordan Grace. Ooh. I could be okay with that. Especially if she's wearing You know what else I would case? be okay with? All right, how about this? How about this? He has said from around the world. If Cody is going over to WWE, and that's a sure thing, right? We have not seen Asuka on TV in quite some time. What if she goes and runs the Owen Cup? I think that it would be bigger news by now if her contract had lapsed and she True. wasn't with him anymore. I, I just want to see her. Yeah, she was the best part about like the entire pandemic. Everything they had going on was just her. That's all. It just she was hysterical. Oscar's the greatest. Yeah. All right, man. Well, before we dive into WrestleMania, let's set some things up at the table. What do you have? Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh! I'll do it for you. Boo! 
shitty transition. <laughs> yeah, you've done better. You've done worse. That wasn't boo worthy. All right, man. Um, I'll make mine short and sweet. This entire week has been nothing but kayfabe commentaries. Watching Scott Hall, you shoots, man. Um, just him talking. I mean, you know, you got your obvious fun stuff that's in there that you hear him talk about, but there's some just great stories. Ribbing. Um, I even accidentally came across the one that, uh, wow, poor choice of words, but where he goes, oh, I would definitely eat Paige. Yeah, I would definitely eat out Paige. Like, that just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Hopefully he um, takes a toothpick out of his mouth first. <laughs> She'll be fine. Uh, but <laughs> one of the funniest ones was him <laughs> responding to a thing that Kevin Nash said. So they had a pack of 100 Somas, and it was him, Michaels, and Nash. The three of them all split them. But when you have 33, 33... In 33, there's an extra. Hall took the extra, and he got extra fucked up compared to everybody else. And Nash goes, uh, "That's." Hall attributes it and says, it's because I had that extra pill. And <laughs> it cuts back over to Hall. And you know how they do the, they show you the old video on kayfabe commentary. And Hall goes, I mean, that's medical science facts. I mean, yeah, I stand by that answer. One extra one did do that to me. I fucking busted out laughing. Oh, my God. Just so many great stories. So if you have some time and you just want to watch some old school Scott Hall stories, it'll lead you into some great uh, outsiders commentaries as well. Just I went down a rabbit hole last week. Some good shit. But that one just stood out to me. And he goes, well, Nash is wrong. He's, I'm right. One extra pill could do it to you. <laughs> but it's like 33 somas versus one soma. And he's like, he must have been taking something else. No, it was that one pill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you bringing to the table? Well, it's funny because you mentioned kayfabe commentary. I'm going to talk about the return of kayfabe possibly. Um, so there's the whole MJF Wardlow storyline, right? So the, the yeah. latest that happened on Dynamite was that you know, Wardlow doesn't have a contract with AEW. He has a contract with uh, MJF. And MJF says, you know what? Go home because you're on the shelf for the rest of the year. So much to the point where Wardlow has been removed from AEW's roster. Um, and and a lot of these rinky-dink, I don't want to say rinky-dink, but, you know, not your observers, what you think of them aside, you know, not your PW insiders, um, you know, not kayfabenews.com right? are all like, you know, putting out these headlines. Wardlow removed from AEW roster page. Okay. I get it. You're trying to get clicks, but seriously, come on. This is obviously he's not getting, he's, he's still part of the roster. It's part of the fucking storyline. to work, you idiots. Exactly. Then, then there's MJF's interviews where he's saying, I love WWE's product. I think Bruce Pritchard's a genius. Did you see that makeout contest they had on NXT? Did you know they had a makeout contest on NXT? Legit, they had a makeout contest with Dexter Loomis and some other people. Yeah, that that's a real thing that happened. Uh, MJF talking about how he loved. Did that. you notice the only match I mentioned for WrestleMania weekend for NXT was the title <laughs> match? That just says it all. They're having a fucking makeout competition. They're playing spin the bottle on 2.0 over there. So so MJF's going on. Oh, I love it. I think they I think they do great stuff. And then there's another thing where there's stories coming about how MJF won't sign a new AEW contract. 
uh, until he's towards the end of his contract. Now he and he said it's the bidding war of 2024. He keeps mentioning. Yep. And then there's another story out about how Tony Khan and him got into an argument because he did that. He did an interview without telling anybody. MJF is working everybody so hard that kayfabe has come back. It's not to say that MJF doesn't believe a lot of the things that he's saying. Listen, the best wrestlers, the best personas are the ones that stay true to themselves. And they just put, put a little something extra on top of it. So it's certainly possible that him saying he loved the makeout session and thinks Bruce Pritchard's a genius, he might actually feel that way. Who the hell knows? But he is working everybody so hard that kayfabe is like just come back instantaneously and adapted to today's environment. I just find it interesting. Don't work your first. In- he's making his stock rise as a person. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Because as a real bidding war 2024, he is now touting about WWE and Bruce Pritchard. He's mentioned <laughs> Pritchard on Dynamite, right? And he goes, I'll even give him a call. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. you know, he is putting himself in one hell of a position. Because even if he does go to WWE, again, smart man. Yep. Look, like, do I want to see you over there? No. But again, I'll watch. If you're going there, there must be something that you're happy with. Well, Money we'll is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. A thousand percent. But if you're gonna do this right, if you were a fan of old school K Fabing, K Fabe the World, be that man. Mm-hmm. Say things that people don't like. Yeah, I fucking loved the makeout contest. Said no one other than MJF. Excellent work. You're right. Kayfabing at its best. I, I'm kind of... I'm on board. I like it. That's... Uh, look it. I'm a major fan when kayfabe can be done well. When I... I would absolutely have loved to have been kayfabed with Punk just randomly coming out of nowhere. But you had to have the the dirt sheets the internet you had to have people talking there's a lot of things yep. you know there's already talk of Cody it's so is return although yeah it'll be a great thing for one second would you count it as one of the greatest WrestleMania WrestleMania moments of all time no i would take the Hardys kayfabe come at, come back at 33 above this Cody thing no matter what cuz as soon as i hear Wrestling has more than one royal family. I'm going to be like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bitch, same thing, different station. I'm still going to boo you. Yeah. (laughs) Still going to boo you. But kayfabe at its finest can be fun to watch. And you know when kayfabe was really at its finest? When you couldn't tell if someone was really upset or not. Like Bret Hart in 1997. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. I'm asking you. I need you. I need you. Yeah, USA. You're talking about a country that's based its entire history on brother against brother. They got talk shows all over this country of families airing out their family problems because they all hate each other. And that's what they've done. They've taken our family and turned us into a bunch of haters. 
They've turned you against me. We fought like two men in Wembley Stadium. And after you won, I hugged you. We came back to America. They turned us against each other. And listen to you and me. Look what they've done to you and me. I was the one that got you to the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, you laugh. It's making sense, McMahon. They've pushed you and they push you and they push you. They push me, they push us against each other. And they've driven this wedge between the whole family. I've known you since you're a baby. I dressed you for school every day. I was the one that made sure you made the school bus. Remember St. Michael's school and that teacher? That teacher was picking on you. I was only 13 years old. I went to that school and I set the teacher straight. Owen, Davey, I'm asking you for your help because I need you. Owen, I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me loud and clear. And I don't care about these people, not anymore. Owen, I love you. I love you. Owen Hart is overwhelmed. And he gets on base, one for two in his transitions today. All right, that wasn't a bad one. All right, let's break down the Monday Night Wars, man. This week, as you already got to hear in the sound clip opener there, I love you, Owen. I'm the one that had to go to that, that teacher who was picking on you. You remember? <laughs> oh, my God. Owen deserved a motherfucking Oscar for this. It was amazing. Daytime, man. Not really an Oscar. Well... Data. Well, I mean, if the Oscars are the way they are now, I mean, shit, he may have gotten one back then. Anyway, so let's talk about it, man. What happened 1997 for Raw and Nitro? It was, well, March 31st. That's right, end of March. There we which go. is funny because normally you're on the way to a WrestleMania nowadays, right. but this one, they already had it back in March. So it's over. And we're on to bigger and better things, which is one of my favorite nights. Go ahead. Absolutely. Here we go. Uh, we get a recap of Brett turning on the crowd to start the show, and we open up with Owen versus Bulldog for the European title. Owen jump starts the match before Bulldog even gets in the ring. There was a low blow and no DQ. Hebner was looking right at him. Uh, we get a false three count as Bulldog's foot was on the rope. They call it back. Uh, Bulldog locks in the sharpshooter, but Owen, knowing that move very well, is able to reverse it in about half a second. Uh, little things. I like things like that. Uh, we get a ref bump. Owen hits a spin a spin heel kick, gets the chair. Uh, but Bulldog's able to counter. Close lines Owen onto the chair, grabs the chair. And that's when Brett runs in, trips up Bulldog, takes the chair, kind of holds it to his throat to kind of keep him in place. Uh, and then it just spends the next three minutes separating the two of them. Gets on the mic, says, can't you see that's what these people want? Cuts a promo. Uh, basically talking about how, you know, Bulldog, when him and Bulldog fought in uh, Wembley Stadium. Wembley. Wembley, yep. Uh, after uh, Bulldog won, Brett, they shook hands. They hugged in the middle of the ring. Uh, and basically, he just reunites the Hart Foundation. Uh, cuts the Big Brother promo on Owen like you were uh, talking about. Owen's lip starts quivering, saying, uh, Brett says Americans don't understand family. 
Uh, it's great because Brett says, I love you, Owen. They hug, Owen cries, and the crowd boos. <laughs> That's what, But, I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, the way it's sold, and then Brett gives that little snarl look to the crowd like, yeah. fuck you guys, it doesn't matter. You don't know what's going to happen right now. We are taking over. I got family with me, man. Yep. It's Vin Diesel in his finest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there you go. Before it was Vin Diesel. Best part was uh, afterwards, Lawler's crying on commentary so much. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. (laughs) And he's hated Brett for years. Calls him on all of his shit. And now here he's like, oh, this is so good. I think, I think, wasn't Lawler feuding with Hart when we started started doing this? Uh, I mean, he's always been feuding with them. Yeah, yeah. their feud goes all the way back to 93. But, yeah, they did have a little bit when he first got started. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next we get Titties, I mean, Sonny to commentary uh, for the match of El Mosco versus Supernova. It's a good match for Sonny to be on commentary because nobody's paying attention anyway. Uh, At one point, Sonny goes over to the Spanish announce table. (laughs) One Spanish. Un besito. Un besito. Un besito. And she's like, what? And he starts pointing at his cheek. She's like, oh, you want me to give you a kiss? And she's like, oh, hell no. Um, some One of the guys wants Nowadays, that's just 25 cents on her uh, page. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably more now for the bill hearing. But, uh, yeah, afterwards, I just oh! went back to the regular commentary desk, and Lawler's still crying. And what can I do to make you feel better? Oh, maybe if I was just held. And she naturally hugs King. And he didn't, actually didn't perv the dish too much. Yeah, he behaved himself, so. Uh, next, we get Legion of Doom in the ring with JR for a promo about their tag team match with Owen and Bulldog at In Your House in Rochester, New York. And uh, at the end, you know, Hawk, uh, well, at the end, McMahon goes, uh, sounds like Hawk's been gargling with razor blades again. <laughs> I like that line. thought it was good. Uh, next, yeah. we, next nice we get, choice of words, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Next, we get one of my favorite parts of the night. We get Jesse James versus Jobber. Jesse James is bringing a six-year-old with him, uh, dragging him by his hand to the ring. Uh, the kid looks miserable and like he's about to piss himself. Uh, he's apparently the guest. Do you know why he's miserable? Because, because he has to listen to spending my days working hard on the go. Road dogs <laughs> holding my hand and he won't let go. <laughs> I think I'm about to be molested tonight. Not bad. I'll give you. I'll give you props. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, in, in, improvisation. Uh, Honky on commentary <laughs> says his search is almost over. Thank God it's been going on too long. Uh, it's a squash match, and uh, it was great because Jesse James does Jeff Jarrett's strut at the end of the match. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, yep. And Honky says he's impressed with Jesse James. He says, I've got my family guitar, AKA the balsa wood that we painted and stained uh, backstage right before this happened. Uh, and Jesse's like, Oh my God, this is a piece of music history. It's, uh, and he looks like he's going to start playing it and he just smashes it, hands back the remnants to honky tonk man says it's a little out of tune for me. Uh, the best part was that he cut his head open when he smashed the guitar. <laughs> yep. Good. Out of tune. Yeah. Next. I know. Right. Come on. That's right up your rally. Some would say it's just incredible. Next, we get Crush and Savio. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a pretty. That's a pretty humorous joke. All right. That's All right. A good See what trick. you did there. That's a good trick. Next, we get Crush and Savio Vega versus some jobbers. Uh, it's a squash. Next, we get uh, Ken Shamrock video package. He's going to be in a no holds barred exhibition we, uh, match next week. 
that ought to be awesome. And then, <gasps> without a doubt, my favorite part of the night, hour two, fireworks going off, pyro going off, and Vince McMahon screaming, explosion, contusion, concussion. I had to stop and rewind it just to listen to it a second time. Damn it. We've told you before <laughs> anything that you put on that teleprompter, Ron will read. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it was so fucking hilarious. God damn it. Oh, anyway, after that. We uh, should we do have- a shot every time during WrestleMania that they say the word stupendous. <laughs> yeah. Won't even make it to like match four. It's too bad we didn't have a movie this week. Our episode could have been Explosion, Contusion, Concussion. <laughs> anyway, Give we it time. Paul- I could change shit up. <laughs> <laughs> we get Paul Bear. Whoop, we get Paul Bear coming to the ring. Uh, they're teasing him reuniting with Taker. Uh, cuts some promo, says, I did it all for Taker. I apologize. I, I need to come back home. Calls Taker, lights flicker. Uh, there's a casket at ringside. Taker, obviously having been here before, comes down to the ring, locks the casket before he gets into the ring. To me, it was kind of a meaningless thing, but I understand that they did it because of the history. So I was kind of conflicted on it. But anyway, um, Taker says betrayal is something I can never forget, but maybe it's something I can forgive. Uh, this is another one of those promos where the music's still playing while he's cutting the promo. I hate that shit. Turn the fucking music off. Oh, yeah. Off. You know what I mean? So uh, basically what he does is he takes the title and he hands it over to Bear and then just cold cocks him. Uh, Chases him out to the floor. Bear climbs out from under the ring and uh, does the uh, fireball. Uh, Yep. Uh, Mankind and Bear hug, so it was all a ruse. And then Sid comes out and chases him through the crowd. Hey, you got to set up new feuds, right? So uh, Uh, so What's crazy is that I, again, we all know I was at that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sid even makes it to this pay-per-view. Really? I don't think he's at the pay-per-view. Hmm. For him to chase anybody off. Well, we'll see. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sid cuts a backstage promo on Mankind after that. Now we get Triple H's Goldust. No Marlena, no China at ringside. So naturally China comes out at halfway through the match and eventually interferes. Um, <laughs> um, so... China and Triple H uh, beat down Goldust. Uh, Pat Patterson and the officials come out. And next thing you know, Pat Patterson is fighting with Triple H. (laughs) This was fucking hilarious because the crowd popped, commentary popped. Uh, Eventually, China takes down Patterson and they stomp him in the corner. Uh, Goldust is able to clear Triple H from the ring. China and Goldust have a face-off and Triple H gets China to powder and they head off. <clears throat> yeah, that Pat Patterson thing was fucking hilarious. I, I did not see that. Yeah. I don't remember it. Uh, next, we get Austin to the ring. Uh, he's in the ring with a McMahon talking about how he said he never I quit. Never said I quit. Uh, it's not changing for nobody. Don't care if you put me in with a good guy and they boo me or if you put me in with a bad guy and they cheer me. Uh, and then Brett and him caught a promo back and forth while Brett's on the Jumbotron. Um this was good because it definitely is firmly solidifying him as a babyface, even if he's like a tweener. The crowd's definitely behind him. 
I feel like Austin had a tough time with this because I feel like he almost didn't expect the crowd to be that behind him. It seemed like he had a hard time taking it in and like being like, even though he delivered that line, it just seemed like he was like, holy shit, I am over as fuck. And it's just like you got to like wait more for pauses of yeah. cheering because booze, you're used to just rattling over them. Yeah, it was weird. So it's not that it was bad. It's just it's definitely low on his uh, list. I mean, but he doesn't have to say much because the crowd's saying everything that we need to hear at this point. So, uh, And then we get our main event. We get Bret Hart versus Rocky Maivia for the IC title. Uh, Tony Atlas is in the crowd again, sitting on his ass again. Uh, Bret does lock in the figure four spot on the post. It's a DQ because he doesn't break the five count. Austin comes, goes after Bret, uh, but then Bulldog and Owen come out, and then Legion of Doom come out. Now, that's how we go off the air. I remember this because I know Stu Hart and Brett's brothers are going to get involved at some point in an eight-man tag match. And I know who one of the other members is, but I can't remember the other one. Is it Ahmed? Which match? So they do in... No, there's no Ahmed. I don't think Ahmed ever gets involved. So we do. we get an eight-man... And I'm pretty sure it's the hearts. Are you talking about Canadian Stampede? That might be what it is because you've got the Hart family is in the crowd, and I think Austin goes after Stu, and then the yes, brothers. Yes, so that match Austin. ends up being uh, Pillman's in it. Lod. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be all of Hart Foundation. You'll have Brett Owen, Pillman, Bulldog, and right. Anvil, and then they'll be taking on Austin. Shamrock, Goldust, Shamrock and Goldust. That's what it is. Okay. LOD. Yeah. Okay. That's where I yep. lost it. Yep. Shamrock and Goldust were the always two that I was like, really? You couldn't get anybody else involved? How yeah, about right. just pull in Taker? Because considering he's your champion, you know what I mean? Like it's WWF yeah. versus Canada at this point. But, you know, I digress. I don't think they're going to change that part of history. All right. What happened with Nitro? All right, on a nitro. We're going to recap of last week's main event with DDP running down uh, and getting jumped by the NWO. And we start with a shot of the NWO exiting the limo. Uh, but there's some people that aren't there. Bischoff's not there. Hogan's not there. DiBiase isn't there. Uh, Scott Hall isn't there. So uh, th- th- it's very sparse. It's it's just Nash, Six, uh, Norton, and Wall Street. I think that's all that's there. Oh, Liz and Macho. Liz and Macho. All right, so they head in. First match, we get Lex Luger and Giant versus Rick Fuller and Roadblock. Uh, Giant's the hot tag, and they win. Uh, Harlem Heat jump Luger and Giant post-match, and they fight off until commercial break, where we get Gene on the ramp with Harlem Heat and Sherry talking about the Four Corners match at Spring Stampede. Words. Words were spoken. Nothing to speak <laughs> uh, Next, we get Maiko Satomura versus Toshi Uematsu. This is a match as part of a tournament for the new WCW Women's Cruiserweight title. For real? Um, Wait, those were those were girl names? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uamatsu wins, or as Larry Zabisco said, the one in green. She'll be heading to the finals. Next we get Psychosis versus Volano 4. Didn't watch. Psychosis wins. Next I like we- Volano 4 better than 3. Yeah, yeah. Personally, two was my favorite, but that's a different story altogether. One uh, j- just didn't care. Huh? I don't know. 
I said number one didn't care. I oh. don't know. I yeah, just, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's you know we he, you moved on to two and two did such a good job you forgot about one but you still had to use the two because there was a one. What are we talking about? Can we move on? We're talking about who's on first. Ch- <laughs> mean Gene with Ric Flair and Ring and as he's about to start the promo, Piper's music hits. This went nowhere. It was hilarious and I loved it. Don't change a thing. Piper says Flair's girlfriends do not. <laughs> I want to tell you something, Mean Gene. Flair's girlfriends do not call his waterbed the Dead Sea. I don't know what that means. Does he bang him to death? Does he... Does he Bill Cosby them? No. I don't understand what that meant. It just means he sucks in bed. Oh. Because he has a waterbed. Well, that joke went over my head. Flair says, I'm glad your humble Hollywood ass could join us tonight. Um, And then... At one point, the bagpipe music starts, and Flair says, No, stop the music! Stop the music! And then they call some rando chick into the ring who hugs Piper. And the last note that I wrote was, Crazy meets crazy. Yeah, it was more like, uh, I think that when he called that girl in the ring, I'm like, maybe we should have kept that music going. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were kind of pulling, you know, man, how many times are we going to keep mentioning the Oscars today? But seriously, (laughs) I think they were kind of pulling the old, you know, we're going to get the playoff music there. We get another one later too. (laughs) Uh, Next we get LaParka versus Prince Ayukea for the TV title. Uh, Ayukea retains. He'll face Regal at Spring Stampede. And guess what? He retains. Next, we get Mean Gene on the ramp with uh, Regal before his match with Jericho. Uh, calls Rey Mysterio a bloody dwarf. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, and uh, after that, we get Regal versus Jericho. Uh, this was not a very long match, but it was a solid match. Two guys that could go. They worked well together. It was just fun to watch. Uh, Regal jumps him post-match, hits him with a pile driver, and puts the Regal stretch on afterwards. Renegade comes out to make the save, but then backs off. Then Joe Gomez comes out to make the save. Regal goes after him, hits a pile driver, stretches him. Billy Kidman comes out, tosses him. Some guy with the last name of Lane on his shorts comes out, gets kicked in the dick, and Regal just mm-hmm. cleared house. That's nice to see him. Not Renegade cut a promo. He was like, I just, Mama, I, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the, of the law. We can edit that out, right? Nope. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I think I just pulled something laughing at myself. That was a good one. <laughs> Hour two. Wall Street gets pissed at the NWO and just leaves. Uh, they're teasing dissension in the NWO and then breaking out into factions. wonder if anything will ever happen with that. Next, we get Debbie Combs versus Akira Hokuto, who is your women's champion. It is for the title, and Akira retains naturally. Then, quite possibly, one of my favorite moments of the Monday Night's Wars this week. We get Mean Gene on the ramp with Medusa. Hokuda comes out and attacks Medusa out of nowhere. And Gene, as he's scrambling, what kind of crap is this? And then we run into him. Oh, my back! My neck and my back! (laughs) Was someone watching, uh... What is it? Uh, Friday... (laughs) Yo, that Let's was that's. Um, I have a question. Does the winner of this tournament throw it right into the trash? Because I know that's what Medusa did when she came over with the uh, women's title from WWE. But I swear to God, I don't recall this championship being around. I don't even remember this tournament, let alone it's, a title. 
I, I actually can't wait to see this thing. I swear I don't know well, anything well, about it. I haven't even looked into it. I was like, I could, well, but I'm going to watch it weekly because I don't remember anything of it. So I think it may be a very brief stint into women's wrestling on this show. Yeah, well, it's weird because they had the tournament for the, the Women's World Championship and Medusa lost, which is hilarious because she was your highest profile women's wrestler. So she lost it. Then Medusa comes back one day and cuts a promo saying there's no women's wrestling. And now all of a sudden there's a tournament for a women's cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Uh, well, a lot of them were a little too big boned. So this one here is for the cruiserweight chickies. Yeah, maybe fucking uh, Riho can go back in time and win that title. Uh, next we get the amazing French Canadians versus Mongo and Jeff Jarrett. Mongo actually hits a drop kick in this one. Uh, and public enemy comes down and just turns it into a shit show. They take the briefcase from Deborah, but then Colonel Parker steals it, tosses it to Rougeau, who uses it on Mongo for the win. Uh, Gene's in a ring with Mongo and Jeff Jarrett post-match. Deborah again says way too many words. If I was mean Gene, I just would have pulled that mic out of her face and be like, shut up, you're done talking. Uh, basically, it's Mongo and Jeff Jarrett button heads again and lots of loud noises. I almost wonder when WWE got the trademark for as good as it gets. I wonder if they had to wait for the release from WCW, who was using it pretty heavily back then at this point. Yeah, apparently. Next we get. Hugh I mean, Mark. weekly we keep doing these Deborah segments that people are oh, booing God. the balls out of. Like yeah. no one's—they're not booing her because she's a heel. They're booing her because she just sucks. Why do we call it X Pac Heat, not Deborah Heat? Oh my God, we're gonna start calling it that from now on. There you go, Deborah McMichael's Heat. It is done. Uh, next, we get Hugh Morris versus Ben. It's Deborah Heat, y'all. Okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hart still is still in a regular suit again. I kind of like it. It's a nice change of pace. Uh, Benoit gets a quick pin, but just like last week, Sullivan and then Dungeon jump Benoit. Jacqueline shoves a woman to the floor. Where are the fucking horsemen? Jacqueline hits a splash on Benoit. She goes for it again, but woman shakes the ropes and crotches her. She goes in. She lays in a punch on. Uh, Jimmy Hart knocks him down. Finally, Flair comes to the ring. Arn Anderson comes out, but he just stands on the floor because he can't do anything because he's got a broken back. <laughs> um, and this baby, this segment turns into fucking Oprah because it's, you get a dick kick. You get a dick kick. You See, this would have been better off on people's court. Better than this J.J. Dillon, Kevin Sullivan thing. Sullivan could have taken this entire angle and they all could have went to people's court. That would have made better sense. Yeah, probably not. But it was a Jerry Springer of a segment. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in ring with Gene post match, uh, Benoit cuts a promo on Sullivan and Malenko. Next, we get Lance Ringo. Correctamundo. <laughs> Lance Ringo versus DDP. Ringo has the nude celebrities uh, edition with Kimberly in it uh, as he's coming to the ring. Heenan says there's an article in there about space engineering, I think. It's a squash. Gene gets in the ring with a DDP post-match. Macho uh, and DDP are going to face each other at st Spring Stampede. DDP puts Kimberly over. He's very proud of the issue and the company that uh, she shares. Uh, he does more snap into it references and then, Brother, 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 brother. <laughs> I hope Macho And then DDP said, keep my wife's <laughs> name out your fucking mouth, Macho. <laughs> Slap. Uh, <laughs> Macho says Liz tells me your name is Diamond Dallas Page 
Kimberly's name is the diamond whatever the fuck her name is. Your finisher is the diamond cutter. What are you, some kind of gemologist? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Macho. Do you think he thought of that promo backstage? He's like, probably. I got an idea. Probably. He's like a gemologist. <laughs> Let's see if DDP has any family jewels, okay? Maybe as a rock collection, I like the Shawshank Redemption. You know what I predict? Pain. Pain! <laughs> brother, brother, brother. Next we get the Steiner Brothers versus High Voltage as a squash. Uh, we end with Nash and Six heading to commentary. Again, Heenan crawls across the table to try to get away, and his foot gets caught in the cable. Nash is just standing there holding the headphones, like slightly tugging it. And Heenan's there for like 10 seconds trying to get his foot loose. It was fucking It was crazy. awesome. Nash no sold it, just staring at him. <laughs> yes. Oh, Nash no sold it perfectly. It was so good. Uh, Nash says the NWO needs a State of the Union address. It's weird because they've been alluding to it since the beginning of the show, but they really haven't given us anything to go off of. Uh, Hall says he's not sure what's going on with the NWO. Uh, he says, you know, Scott Hall, he's taking care of stuff more important than wrestling right now. But, you know, the rest of the NWO, they're at Rodman's movie premiere, and they, you guys need to get focused. Five times throughout this, all six says is, are these things even working? Grabbing his headphones. <laughs> five, like five times. And then finally at the end, he throws them off, and he points at the camera. Don't you wrap me up. <laughs> What is with, with yeah, WCW I, and them telling people not to wrap me up? <laughs> Why does it happen so often? Don't play my music. Don't wrap me up. Don't tell me to stop. <laughs> Look, Adam, <laughs> I'm not sure if you understand this, but that's kind of how what a production team does. Maybe this might be why your guys went to shit. Later on down the road, Eddie's cutting promo, throwing coffee on himself, unscripted. Steiner goes out and says, WCW sucks around here. You know what? <laughs> Maybe if we had structure back in 97 and you didn't tell them to cut you off and they did cut you off, maybe in 2000, you wouldn't have been struggling for a fucking company. Just well, throwing that out as an option. Well, it's funny because Jericho but, talks about that. He talks about when he was having trouble getting over, he'd be like, oh, just let, let me go cut a promo real quick. And he'd be out there for five minutes. Right. Yeah. So but they bad. didn't know what he was going to say. They were like, oh, you're going to talk. Okay. Check mark five minutes. All right. Well, what, what else do we have? <laughs> Where's El Masco? Oh, he's at WWE this week? Which All right. Uh, let's get Ringo. So it's it, it's funny because I wrote down, what is X-Pac on? What is this? Is this on? Is this on? Is this, is this headphone on? Is this on? Hey, man, don't cut me off. Your was, headphones it, work fine, pal. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... For the rock. This week's top topic. You know something, me, Gene. John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. 
Get it out of the way right now. Oh, oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, baby. WrestleMania week. And whether or not it is going to be a good WrestleMania, you know that there are some great times that have happened that you could always look back on. And as I said, that's what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is checking out some of the older stuff. And, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use the words of uh, Shawn Michaels last week in the uh, the Slammies. Well, I'm going to take a brow beating for this one from ODM. Uh, it was supposed to be the top 10 main events of WrestleMania of all time. But let me tell you something. It's kind of hard because then you're like, well, oh, man, 11 could hit this one. But, man, that number two. Oh, but this one would be 12. Mm, man, but this one did have this. You know, it, you know what I'm saying. And that's how pretty much every uh, topic of ours goes and pretty much how I explain it every time how it goes. But... Here's the thing, right now, you know, we're, we're about to have WrestleMania 38. Oh, yeah, here's the deal, man. If you and I wait all the way till, you know, we say the top 50 WrestleMania main events, the way they're going right now and adding on events, that's only going to be just a couple years away from now. It's going to like 100 in by like 2040. Yeah, dear God, no. All right. Look at normally I do the, the, the backwards numbers, right? We go, here's the worst to our best. And I think I'm going to go reverse today because then we could just kind of fly through at the very end and what really doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I figured it'd probably be for the better on this. And I wanted to get your opinion. So the number one match, I think, of all time at WrestleMania. Again, all of these are main events. Main event. So you got to take out Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, uh, Shawn Michaels, Taker at 25. You got to take out a lot of great matches. Absolutely. Um, I haven't asked you. Do you agree as to how this order looks? It's hard because we've done these lists before, and it's so hard because you're like, ah, oh, you know, I put this one Some here could swap one to the other near each you other. No, it's so, I mean, ultimately, as far as main events, I think your number one is dead on just because as far as main events go, dude, it's it's one of the most polarizing things, you know. Not, not polarizing, that's the wrong word, but it's just... The energy. It was one of those things where... It was the peak. It was your absolute yeah, peak in just... the Attitude Era. I mean, it was your most watched wrestling time ever. And we're talking about WrestleMania 17, Austin and Rock. They, You knew what was going to happen when they, when they were getting in there. It was two of 
your top guys, both top merch sellers, meaning not just because they're in the top merch sellers, they need to be in the, the main event. I'm saying because people loved them that much, they were that over, it was just a banger of a match that everybody knew was going to be awesome. A little skeptical on the, the ending when it comes to McMahon, but you can't deny that's the best one. Yep. So, again, we're going to blow through these you know, a, a little quicker than you anticipate, but let me ask you this question. Uh, let me tell you this right now. If any of them you're like, no, that should be way down the line, blah, 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 speak your mind at that point. Absolutely. So, number one, again, is Austin and Rock at 17. The main event for number two was at WrestleMania six. Hogan and Warrior. You want to talk about another one? It's kind of the same exact setup, really. You know, two of your most over guys going for the titles right there. Yeah, um, I don't. And most uh, yeah. people remember that match most than anybody else. Everybody is always like, "Oh, Hogan and Warrior." You know, and they mention a couple of certain matches. This is one everybody goes to. That that I at least remember. That everybody's like, "That's that they remember when they were younger." But yeah, what were you going to say about this? Yeah, absolutely, and I don't want to add commentary to every single match. I'll, I'm just going to keep exactly to you know, but this one I remember exactly where I was when I watched this. I know exactly where I was. I can picture it in my head. Yep. Um, and at the time, it was the biggest thing that I'd ever seen in wrestling. Um, going back, you know, with with fresh eyes and looking at the match, it, it's a terrible wrestling match. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's a shit show, but. God damn the big fight feel, the anticipation, the payoff. Crowd. It was amazing. The crowds on a lot of these matches also are playing a major factor in these main yeah, events. Absolutely. That's a big thing. Um, because some of them, on paper, you look at a Roman Reigns and, and Undertaker, yeah, that sounds great, but after a 17-hour show, mm-hmm. the crowd didn't give a fuck what happened. you know, And, and that makes a difference, and especially not just your crowd there, but your audience, who was into it. And you mentioned for, you know, what's at number two here, WrestleMania six, my entire house was divided. My mom watched this pay-per-view. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody was divided in this in the house. Everybody was Hogan or Warrior. Not gonna lie, man. I was a Hogan guy. I at that point. You know, I was like, no, I'm on the win. I don't I, I mean I like Warrior, he's cool, but I like him having the Intercontinental title, boy. You can't beat Hogan. He wins. It was it was awesome. It was a big moment. Um, number three, I've talked about. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. It's WrestleMania 20. Benoit versus Triple H versus HBK. And that's, you know, the ending with Eddie Guerrero and Benoit. The moment, the main event, the years in the making. All bullshit aside, great match. Uh, number four, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at WrestleMania 26, where Shawn Michaels' career ended. He oddly resurrected it in Saudi Arabia, but number five, great match, was at WrestleMania 24, Undertaker versus Edge. That's where Undertaker becomes a world champion. Next, we have Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin at 14. Number 30 with Orton, Batista, and Daniel Bryan. Coming in at number eight is at WrestleMania three, Hogan and Andre. Again, that's kind of one of those you look at it and you're like, dear God, this match is dog shit. But it's everything. Him lifting it. Yeah, and it's funny because, oh my God, he body slammed him. Yeah, like seven years before that. But I guess we're not going to yeah. talk about that, are we? No. By All multiple right. people. 
Exactly. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It's how you present it. Uh, Number nine, Mega Powers exploding at WrestleMania 5. And number 10, I just recently watched. I give this one a lot of credit. The crowd was into it. It was a hot main event. Batista winning the world title from Triple H. It was the culmination of evolution. Great. It, for it being what it was, a Triple H match, and it kind of everything that it was, you look at both those matches that night for the world titles. You had Cena and JBL, and you had Batista and Triple H. They closed with the absolute right one that night. I'm so oh, glad yeah. they closed with that one. Uh. Number 11, shooting star press missing, but it doesn't matter. 19, <laughs> Lesnar and Angle. Then, you know, at, at number 12, I think it earned its its right for what it was, being as creative as it had to be during a pandemic, the Boneyard match, closing out night one of WrestleMania. Had the Firefly match ended one, that could have really been in contention. But I think the Boneyard match uh, is, it was definitely deserving. Iron Man match then comes in with Hart and Michaels. After that, last year's main event, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Coming at number 15, you have WrestleMania 35's main event, Ronda Rousey, Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Uh, Flair and Becky Lynch. Botch ending. But, again, it's the women in the ending. It's... Again, the only issue is you had a drained crowd. Could have been better on the list. This match probably could have been better because going back and watching it, it's not bad. Yeah, Ending was a little botched, but it, it is what it is. Yep. Um, so after that, you have the triple threat last year with Roman, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. Uh, coming in at number 17, Fatal 4-Way with the... Uh, of WrestleMania 2000. So Triple H, Mick Foley, Big Show, and The Rock. And you had a McMahon in every corner. Then Cena Miz, the first Austin in Rock, which was at WrestleMania 15. Uh, and then coming in at number 20 is Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. You know, I just watched it. Dude, for a celebrity being in the match... The crowd is hot as shit in that match. They are so jacked up because it's Hogan and Piper. And the crowd is already hating him. You have the ma- the long uh, marching band coming in playing the Scottish uh, anthem for uh, his theme. Just a great match, man. It's, it's very underrated, I think. Um, I don't know if it's really necessary to even go through the rest of the main events. If we haven't named them by now, I guess it really doesn't matter the order. The more I'm kind of looking at this, I think when you have your top 20 there, I think that's kind of the best way of looking at it. But um, let me just say, we'll just go like this. The rest are all interchangeable. Minus your last three that your worst are. The absolute worst was Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Night two. It was just exchanging F5s and uh, Claymore kicks. Yup. And then a pin. It was horrible. Yeah, it, was it was a copy and paste of Goldberg and Braun Strowman the night before, but the only difference is that one didn't main event. <laughs> the Boneyard match did. There you go. Uh, following that was Hogan and Sid with that horrible... WrestleMania ending with Papa Shango and Warrior. 
I would have been much happier if they was. ended the night with Savage and Flair. That should have been the better match. Papa Shango or, I'm sorry, that would have... Papa Shango was too busy smoking a joint backstage before he ran out. That's why he fucked up. Hey, man, I was on time. My time. <laughs> Blunt time. <laughs> then you had Taker and Sid at WrestleMania 13. Yeah. But then, I got to be honest, another shit show was 32. Yep. Triple H and Roman Reigns. You never should have ended it with a complete boo fest. I said it from the start, and they did it. It was a horrible idea. Yeah. Well, that's our list, man. Oh, oh. Hang on. Oh, we, we got a news break. This just in. This year's WrestleMania is said to only be as good as it gets. So, we here at the Top of Wrestling Podcast, we are ready to draft up the greatest WrestleMania event of all time. That's good breaking news. I like that. Um, however, we decided that there's going to be 15 matches, and that sounds like a lot, but let's imagine it's the 80s, and the crowd is all hyped up on Mountain Dew for the kiddos, and Vinnie Mac has a giant plate of Coke for all the uh, the crowd. All right, everybody's going to be happy the whole time. Here we go. Is that too much? Too much uh, of a description? I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're going to have some fun with this. We did have a little pre-match order to what everything will be, and we'll just describe them as they go along. We don't need to pre-go through all this, but here's the deal. We're going to give you the best WrestleMania that you could imagine of all time. We're going to have people broken down into different eras, which will make a difference. So you have four different eras. You have the Golden Era, and these are all WrestleMania eras, right? You have to pick guys that have been in WWE and most likely at a WrestleMania. Um, but you have your Golden Era, which is from WrestleMania 1 all the way to 12. Your Attitude Era, so WrestleMania 13 to WrestleMania 18. Your Ruthless Aggression Era, WrestleMania 19 to WrestleMania 26. And I don't know what you want to really call this era now, but we'll call it the New Era. So WrestleMania 27 to today, the WrestleMania 38. The good as it gets era. As good as it gets era. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's too much to write down for each one of these matches, though. Oh, but I like it. I like where your head is at, son. All right. Now, if we, you know, back in the day, Jim Ross said that when you book a WrestleMania, your your plan should be at the end of WrestleMania, whatever number you're at right now, Monday Night Raw, you should have a plan in mind as to who is main eventing. And now work your way backwards and work your way there. You want to know what your big main event is going to be. Nowadays, they just wait until the last minute and see what fits and who made it all the way through, you know, without being cut. So we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to be smart about it. We're going to book your main event first, which will be... We're going to call it the T.O.W. World Championship. The top of wrestling. Yeah, I like that. All right. <clears throat> so you have your world title match, and you're going to have tag team title matches. Now, both of these matches, any guy, anywhere, any any man from any era. So, ODM, I did the work of putting all this in here, but I'm also, you know, making you do this out of probably, I don't know, you, 
<laughs> hatred. I'm sure you probably don't want to do this right now, but we're going to do this anyway for my fun. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the honors of going first, man. Any era, any guy, any man you want. It is the world championship match at WrestleMania. Who would you draft? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Okay. Come on, man. He's like a 20,000-time oh. world champion. If you're going to represent the world title in the greatest WrestleMania ever, you got to have the limo riding jet flying. Fill in the rest of the phrase. <laughs> Fill in the rest of the bank, son of a gun. Um, all right, and you and I did make an agreement ahead of time. Look it. You're not just going to pick Heath Slater because it's fun, you know, right. and, and we, right. we want to make this a real, actual, there's, great WrestleMania. Yeah, there's lots of other people that I could have very easily picked here, but look, since this one is more included, it, it's more wide open, I want to mm-hmm. save some of those for the other eras that they're in. Thank you. So, and my point is, is I very easily could just go, well, I want to win this. So, Brock Lesnar, I squash, I win. <laughs> right? But I right. want to have a great WrestleMania main event. So, right. I'm, I'm glad even, that you win. Yeah, and I'm not even yeah, trying it, to win here. It's just about, you know, I want something that counts, you know? Thank you. That's my point. I mean, you know, we're keeping score, at least I am. <clears throat> anyway, so, <laughs> if you're going to have the greatest WrestleMania main event and... You we're going to say that when these matches come down to it and we're talking about eras, they are in that era. So if we're talking an Attitude Era match and we say Undertaker, then he's the Attitude Undertaker, right? That's that's our point to that. In right. this Anything Goes, we're just going to say your prime. Would that make sense to you? Ric yeah, Flair's ab- best prime. Absolutely. Then I am going to say that he is going to go against Hulk Hogan in his prime. Best heel versus your best face. Never did I think I was going to draft Hogan first. I swear to God, that's that's how awesome this is going to be. So excited about this. All right, so that is our main event. Now, let's talk about the top of wrestling tag team championships. Um, I, I'm going to keep giving you the honors first. I, I think I, I'll we'll go that way unless you want to flip-flop. Why don't we snake? Yeah, we'll flip-flop. So next one, so this is me, right? So this is you. my tag team of any time. Oh wow, that is a uh, that's a doozy, because it really could be anybody. Um, God, some of my favorite teams of all time too. But since you went the route that you just did, I think it's going to kind of alter up my plans a touch anyway. So I think for the tag team championship. I would like to see Legion of Doom. Now I have to say Legion of Doom because again this is WWE uh you know version. So we, you know, it's their prime of whatever they were between the 92 to 99 era there because obviously this isn't the 80s Road Warriors. I'm specifying yeah. that now because it may make a difference against who you're who you're drafting. Yeah, that's definitely uh, going to be a tough one. Um, fuck, man. Steiner Brothers. Ooh. Wow, I didn't... Uh, wow. Again, people you never thought would be drafted. <laughs> All right. The Women's Tag Team Championship. Mm-mm. Now, again... Oh, nope, you're right. I'm sorry. This is the uh, Women's World title, and then your Women's Tag Titles. That's her, that, Those are the next two. Both of them are anything goes. 
So now you have the honors of taking the woman for the championship. Rockin' Robin. I'm just kidding. No, definitely not her. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, all right. I don't know how this match is going to go. I can pick legitimately kidding. anybody. Bertha Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I mean. Cole Bass. I hate to say it, but, man, she backs it up. Charlotte Flair. Ooh, wow. Two flares you, for me. You picked flares for both titles. Yeah. It's funny. I wrote the word flares. Flares. Uh, flare. Okay. I got your flare. See? <laughs> Here's my flare. Nice. Nice office space reference. I'll take that. All right. Well, if you're going to go with her... I am going to have to pick, I think, a great match for someone like Charlotte Flair is she needs someone that's, I mean, we've seen her against people, her style, her speed, things like that. I want to see someone that's maybe a little bit stronger than her, and I'm going to go with the Glamazon, Beth Phoenix. Not bad, not bad. I like it. I thought you were going to say Nyla Rose, but. Nyla Rose has never worked in WWE, my friend. All right, for the women's tag team. Now, this is where I get to choose first. Can I ask for some clarification on this one? Yeah, it's any woman, any time. They do not have to have ever tagged together, ever. Thank you. Thank you. That was your clarification, right? Absolutely. That's fair. I've thought about this on how I would want if I had the opportunity to to get this. If you match. steal mine, I'm gonna murder you. You already know what it is. It's Trish Stratus and Lita. Oh, that's not who you were picking, huh? Not at all. I'm going. I'm going all time here, and it's because I want to. I wanted to see that at WrestleMania this year, and they kind of blew that opportunity out the window. But certainly, uh, who do you have as your tag team? Mine is going to be a lot more outside the box. Okay. Um, because it's not something that you would ever think would be something that would be advertised. But me personally, I think it would be a powerhouse, and I'm pissed that we never got it, and we may never get it. Uh, we certainly might. Uh, but I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Oh, my God. <sighs> Question. Do you want to up the ante on this one and make this a fatal four-way? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It'd kind of be like the, this year's real one, because I just had another team in my mind, too. <laughs> no, that's cool. I like that. Um, ooh, but that's that's got so much written all over it. Again, when we get to going through each one of these matches, we, we're going to talk about logistics and who would really win. Um, this match is going to be... Uh, let's see. The next one is. Am I doing this right? Yes. The next match is Golden Era. A single wrestler from the Golden Era versus a single wrestler from the Attitude Era. Now is that is that what we, you had that right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, this that's is, what, this is what I have. Yeah. And and this is the one where I get. 
balled up because in my mind initially when I'm thinking about this, I'm like, oh, I can pick the two people to match. I'm like, no, idiot, that's not how it works. So, um, you know, you likely will have somebody picked out already, and we'll see if it matches up. This is going to be hard for me, man, because... I'm basing off of you, though. Yeah. Oh, no, it's going to In a way. Attitude error. Oh, my God, this is going to be even crazier. Um. Oh, fuck it, then. I love this one even fucking better. Mr. Perfect. Okay, Mr. Perfect was not on my radar for you. Okay. Because um, I got the Golden Era guy, right? Uh, yes. I guess that's how we'll have to do it because that's how it's written, right? Whoever, I mean, whoever picks I, first gets the first one in the matchup. Or we could, or how about this? You can keep Perfect. It's whatever you choose. You can choose whichever one since you're picking okay. first there you go do you still want to stick with perfect oh sure sure do because i want to see golden era mr perfect i want to see who you're going to pick up to go against them in the attitude era oh man options mr perfect again these are prime prime hmm Let's see, Mr. Perfect taking on their prime. I'm gonna have to say, wait, who the fuck did I pick already for that team? Okay, no. Um, which perfect are you taking? Is that Golden Era or? Okay, he wasn't. He wasn't really. Oh no, you're right. That was added. Yeah. His attitude era was mainly WCW, so you're yep. correct. Yep. So I am gonna go ahead and take Attitude Era Bret Hart. Mm. You picked exactly who I wanted you to pick. Because Perfect. we've never seen it in that version where Perfect would pretty much be the face in this mm-hmm. option. Absolutely. Ooh, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, All right. <clears throat> I'm going to be really sad when this is over because none of these are real. Yeah, right. All right, so our next match will be another singles match, and it's someone from the Ruthless Aggression Era, a single, versus today's new era. Or as good as it gets era, as you like to dub it. Mm-hmm. And if I am going singles match, Ruthless Aggression I am going to take my time because I don't know <laughs> if I want it. Uh, I almost feel like it's a weird go-to. There's some options we have here. Um, I am going to say New Era Brock Lesnar. Oh, fuck. Okay. Brock Lesnar. So it has to be against anybody in the uh, the ruthless aggression era. That's what I get, huh? Yeah. I Jeez, I I've, I've just thought of seventeen matches in my head without even blinking. Yeah, oh, I blinked again. Your, Thirty-four. That's more, your, that's more your time period. That's less my time period for ruthless aggression. Ooh. I don't want to help you, but again, we're trying to do this as a you know forming the best thing. How about this? Think about this. He was in the same era. SmackDown 6. I'll say that's all I need to say. Enough. 
Yeah, I mean, we can go Benoit. Benoit, okay. I actually thought maybe we would go Angle. But Benoit and Lesnar, I don't think we ever really got that. I think there was a quick match on SmackDown once. Um, you know, nothing major. But this is as a showcase. I'm in. All right, so now we move to, oh, now we get to have a little bit of fun. Golden Era Single versus Golden Era Single. And I'll and we'll even say this right now. This is the show opener. Piper. Piper. We got a Piper down. Yeah, Piper down. Piper. Wow. Um I need to know. This helps. I need to know. Heal. <laughs> if you say you're gonna leave Is that Tom Petty? Is that the one you were doing? There's so many different ones. <laughs> Hi, I was like, I I thought it was I need to know, but I was I want to know it. I was like, I want to know, I want to know. It's goddamn, that's a good song. Let's put that on. Hang on. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, is Piper healer face what, what, in a golden era? Because I mean, it could be from heel. WrestleMania one to he's heel. Yeah, because it's weird because he, once he turned face, he never went heel again. But I mean, heel Piper is heel Piper. Come on, you can't beat that. Mm. Over that just changed face, a but... lot. Yep. You can't use Brutus the Barber Beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We did it again. No, I'm not. Wait, did, did you, you just say it? I said it at the same time. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that one. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Jesus. Now I feel like I have to just for that, but I didn't <laughs> no, really want to use don't. him. Um. The golden era Piper being heel, then I am going to go ahead and say a face Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, all right. And if it's face, I mean, he was heel for like all the early eras of WrestleMania. He was face for like a minute for, you know, winning the championship for the. At WrestleMania 4, right? But yeah. I'm not going to count that. I'm calling this as WrestleMania 8 face Savage. Okay. That makes sense. So, Redemption Savage versus Heel Piper. I'm down. Oh, my God. Again, already said this isn't a thing. Uh, All right. So, coming up next will be... Golden Era Tag Team versus Golden Era Tag Team. And I just realized I'm the one that has to pick first. Never mind. I was like, why are you so silent, man? You're real quiet. Go. So if it's Golden Era Tag Team, here comes the axe and here comes the smash. Demolition. Nice. God, I, I'm I'm giving you a softball if you pick who I think you will, but you know, maybe you won't. No, because that would be too easy and I'm really stuck. Um, Do you know who I was thinking? Who I'm talking about? The Rockers? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, I was going to say Coco Beware and Owen. Are you or, or, high? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. The name of that thing was High Energy. That's really funny. But um, No, honestly, you know what I was going to say? And uh, it, you may look at it as heel versus heel, which I'm okay with. Brainbusters. Sure. We, we, 
Brain busters, okay. So I had one more on the idea that I thought would work, but we had seen it back in the 80s anyway at a WrestleMania, which would have been Demolition and Powers of Pain. Um, I just thought it would be two powerhouse teams. But Busters is a great idea, too, because that really, again, this doesn't have to be your face, heel, face, heel, face, heel. This is amazing. I like this idea. Um, So now we move into what will be who? Singles match. Man. Attitude Era versus Attitude Era. Yeah. Uh, Let's come to an agreement on this. We're not doing Austin versus Rock. Let's think outside the box here. Totally. Which is funny considering we have not even... They haven't even scratched the surface of being in the talk of things. That's so funny. Hmm. It's your turn. Mankind. (laughs) Mankind. Oh, man, I have to go with the obvious, man. But, I mean, it's... Nah, shit. Do I? I would say Taker or Mankind would be similar to Austin Rock. It's too easy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. But I, I, oh. We have a paper down. No, that doesn't fit there, but it's just, it just <laughs> it I, I'm down. Um, Mankind versus, hmm, man, oh, man, that's a tough one. I am going to go ahead and say... Was he on the roster at that point? Mm? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm going to go with uh, Ken Shit. No. God, I, I'm going to go Kane. I don't think they ever actually had a really good full-blown mm. feud anyway. There you go. That's a good one. They were yeah. a tag team together. Not what I wanted, but, you know, it's beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Um... And now we move into a new era tag team versus a new era tag team. Now Attitude these, of era. course, as as we, uh, I yes, I'm sorry, you're you're 100 correct. I actually, it's a yeah, yeah. Attitude era tag team versus Attitude era tag team, and this kind of goes without saying they have to be a tag team, right? You know, kind of how we did sure. Busters and Demolition. Yep. So uh, I apparently get to go first on this one. So if we're going to go an Attitude Era tag team. Mm, I got to double check the clarification on the years here. Attitude Era was WrestleMania 13 to 18. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. All right. Um, an Attitude Era tag team. I am going to go with... Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Nice. Not just because they're dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Too soon. You're not sorry. <laughs> Shut up. Um, hmm. Leaf Cassidy and uh, Marty Kennedy. <laughs> The new rock hurts. <laughs> Yo, um, one of these yeah. rounds, if you say it, it sticks. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, you know what? Fuck it. 
New Age Outlaws. Hmm. Do we ever actually get that with them? I don't think yeah. that, I think they kind of cross over at some point, but I don't think we ever really get a full New Age Outlaws and Bulldog and Owen. So I'm kind of that'll be kind of good to see. All right, all right. Let's see where you're going there. So now, now we are at is it yes, Ruthless Aggression Era single versus a Ruthless Aggression Era single. Clarification again. WrestleMania 19 to 26. Mm-hmm. Oh, and boy. this is you first, right? Yeah, it is me first. Mm. This is again where I'm going to... Good amount to pick from here. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to pick it because it's WrestleMania. It's John Cena. Well, that just took out uh, an honest pick that I was going to use. That's really funny. I was going to think Randy Orton, but I don't know if I want to see that one for the 127th time. We're trying to make this not as good as it gets. So your ruthless single is Cena. Um, <laughs> I would ask which era, but it don't matter. It's the same. You know what I mean when I say ruthless? Like, what years a part of? Like, like was he face heel? Never mind. It's the same guy. Um, because it's WrestleMania, I'm gonna go with that same ruthless era. I think it's probably one of his best runs too. Undertaker. There you go. And we never really got a, a decent match. That that. <laughs> that match did not count. <laughs> that did not count. Cena sitting in the audience all night. That didn't get... Fuck that shit. That didn't count. <laughs> Stricken from the record book. Uh, let's see. That was that and that. So the next would be Ruthless Aggression Tag Team and Ruthless Aggression Tag Team. Mm, no. New Era Single versus New Era Single. Number six. Yeah, you're right. I could look at you. They're your notes. I know I'm right. <laughs> Chicken Wait, did we... <laughs> Wait, we did do the one already. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so this, the, you're right. This is new era single, new era single. Yup. Yes, sir. Yup. Yes, sir. Yup. Yup. Yes, sir. Jesus. Give it the program, man. Um... <laughs> Hmm. Mm. Is he on the list? <laughs> he was in both eras. Man, I... I mean, we could really go all day on this one for anybody, but I will go ahead for... Wait, is it my turn? Yeah, it's my turn. Get with the program. You're probably going to be like, really? 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 Why am I saying that so many times? Miz. Okay. <sighs> Make it a good match. Oh, can I change it? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, see, we've seen that before. I can change it. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I prematurely picked it. 
Are you trying to feed me a line here? No, I wasn't, you dick. That's funny. That's kind of feeding a line. But no, um, I kind of I I picked Miz and I didn't want to because I realized I had a guy on deck that I could have used oh. and I didn't use. AJ Styles. Ooh, okay. All right, all right, all right. I could look at you. Do you know which one's next? Well, judging by my math and everything that I've done wrong so far, why don't you just tell me what's next? <laughs> well, I pick first. So I might as well. Ruthless Aggression Tag Team versus Ruthless Aggression Tag Team. Yep, that's not what I had. Okay, all right. No, nah, it is. All right, Ruthless Aggression Tag Teams. Uh, I will go Hardy Boys. They were a part of that. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You have Hardy Boys. I have Rated RKO. Nice. Nice. I like it. Damn. Can't wait to watch the show. (laughs) Enough chicken nuggets. You'll see it. (laughs) That's funny. That's a real good one. (laughs) It's weird, man. Alien rang the bell, though. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so now that I assume would leave us with a new era tag team match. Yep. Yep. And then, and then the eight that. man that I have. Yep. yep. Okay. Go, so man. new era tag team. And I get to pick first on this. Sure do, Skip. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <clears throat> they not only raise it, they are the bar. Ooh. I didn't think either one of them would be here at this point. I thought maybe Cesaro would have gotten taken early for some reason. Well, I think I have a very good opponent for them in the Revival. They are. They Yep, they were part of the... the nice. Wow. So, we're down to one more match that we have to put together, and this is an eight-man tag. And how this match works is we are going to pick one man from each era to form our four-man group. So, I think in order, we'll go Golden Era, Golden Era, Attitude, Attitude. We'll just go in order as we're about to go. And you picked last on that, so you get to start us off. Who is your Golden Era wrestler of choice? Fuck, man. We've picked a lot of good ones already. Uh... I know. Dude. Oh, uh, I'm going to go Jake Roberts. Now, let me ask you this question right now. This starts a whole big debate, but this ma- this is the only thing that will make a difference on this one match only. You're picking Jake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Heel or face? From Golden Era. Because really he just hit heel at the day. end. Yeah, I mean... Well, yes, because it could. Wouldn't you want to have heels versus face? If you start with a heel and your team is going to go all heels, which I think would be a great then idea, I could heel. be all face. I'm going to pick heel. So it's heel Roberts. Yep. That's all I wanted to know. A uh, heel Roberts. All right. So that is going to give me a team of faces, and I am going to kick off. Brutus the fucking. Um. 
the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Nice. Nice noise. Thank you. Go fuck yourself. Hey, back to you with your attitude. <laughs> no pun intended, as you just told me to fuck myself. That was perfect timing. We are running out of time. People don't like dead air. Pick someone. Yeah, no, Come on. it's okay. I'm just consulting my list here because I want to make sure that I didn't miss something. Because Looking I at all your action figures. And I think this works out perfectly. I'll take The Rock. Oh. A heel rock. Shit. Then I am going to have to go ahead and take a face Austin, man. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, that's what I originally was going to pick, but. I mean, you can't really have one if we're not going to have the other in this in this pay-per-view. Oh, Otherwise, I, by the way, this isn't a premium live event. This is a fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> premium live. I hate you. Uh, a Ruthless Aggression Era. So with Roberts and Rock so far. Chris Jericho. Shit. Damn. Um, and I'm trying to make my team make some sense. I don't want just a clusterfuck of who's who's for face. Would that person work with him? Damn, you know, just kind of falls right in line, man. Eddie Guerrero. Nice, because I was almost going to pick... Was he face during that time? Oh, totally. In Ruthless Aggression? All right. Well, glad I didn't pick him because it wouldn't have worked. But what's great is you could see almost each one of these having a feud across the ring with each other. Austin and Rock, Roberts, Razor, Jericho and Eddie. So, capping it off, who's your new era single? Oh, you're going to love this so much. Mother. Well, it's a fate or a heel. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. That works really well with Roberts. I think that's a, a smart, and Jericho, smart, smart team. So, you know, Austin, he's against authority. Eddie Guerrero, he didn't like authority. He liked to lie, cheat, and steal. Razor, he does what he wants and when he wants. I got to cap it off with CM Punk on my team. Perfect. Fucking nailed it. All right. WrestleMania is in the books when it comes to what the plan is. Now, we just go in order, man. Let's talk about it, and we have it right here. So, there's 15 matches. Again, crowd's hyped. They have no reason to come down at all. Ever. (laughs) Oh, they'll come down. Well, maybe. All right, well, the opening match is... A heel, Roddy Piper. It's Golden Era singles. Roddy Piper against Randy Savage. Um, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say, in this, no one's ever put Piper's shoulders to the mat, and I don't think this is going to be the first time that it happens either. I think Piper would probably get the win. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Macho to get the crowd hyped because it's the first match, but um, no, it's Piper. You can see a nice little dirty roll-up after uh, poke to the eye. 
Yeah, grabbing the tights. You know how it goes. Piss off, piss off uh, the crowd nice and early. But then they're going to have a attitude singles match. Mankind versus Kane. I'll let you choose the winner on this one. I think we'll yeah, just I, do the same thing. We'll go back and forth as to who goes first. There you go. So I, I think I, I think ultimately Kane is going to win this one. Uh, he's you know he, he's too much of a force. Mankind can take a loss. It's not going to hurt him, but he'll take tons of abuse and fight to the end. So I think you get Kane because Kane ultimately I think will be the face in this one, and uh, I think Kane's uh, the winner. I don't disagree at all. I see that one hundred percent the exact same way. Our Golden Era Tag Team Match, where Brain Busters take on Demolition. I think that although they're a powerhouse team, they're going to get outsmarted by, no pun intended, Brain Busters. I think Busters take the win on this. All right. I was going to say just give uh, Brain Busters are good in the ring. They can lead the match, but they can take the loss too and get a pop for Demolition. That was going to be my approach. All right, so we're at a tie. Which one would you uh, – let's look at this one. How do you really see this? You can't go the old school WrestleMania 2 or 3 where they have a double count out at six minutes. That's too <laughs> too easy. I know, right? Lazy booking. I mean, I can see the Brain Busters taking the win. I understand what you're saying. Mr. Fuji. Well, it's also looking at your next match. you got to have ebbs and flows, right? You have yeah. to have – What's coming up next, which was honestly going to be Owen and Bulldog then versus... I'm with, then I'm with Brain Busters. Okay, because I'm in the same, probably the same realm as you. Because up next will be New Age Outlaws against Owen and Bulldog. And I'm going to go ahead and assume you're thinking that the Outlaws pull it off. Yep. Yep, pop. yep, yep. Owen and Bulldog are heels. They can take the loss. Yep. Up next, we get the Ruthless Era Aggression. <laughs> Ruthless Aggression Era <laughs> singles match. John Cena and Taker. Now, Ruthless Era, again, can be 19 to 26. So it's not like it's a brand new John Cena. You know, the one that's yelling Ruthless in uh, Angle's face. But we're also getting a pretty good prime Undertaker who's just defeated uh, Ta- uh, Michaels. He's had a great run at the world title. Uh, I think technically this is supposed to be... Oh, I, I kind of chose the Outlaws on that last one for you because I just assumed, but I think this one's technically back to me. Yep. I think I think Taker wins. I, I don't think Cena's going to overcome Taker at WrestleMania. That's another pop you're going to have, plus a streak never should have died in the first place. Absolutely. All right. On okay. All right. On to you, and it's yeah for AJ Styles. I'm really, I'm really, yeah. I, I get the ebbs and flows here, so I don't want that to uh, determine my uh, my decisions too much. Too much uh, your booking, right? But, but but I'm gonna go with AJ Styles on this. I think Miz is another one that can put on a good match, can heal it up, and uh, can get a good pop for AJ to get the win. Totally. Which is funny because the next match just kind of works itself out the right way. You have two face wins, and I have a feeling in this next one we're going to agree on this one. The Hardy Boys always seem to come up short in certain matches, and they're going to face rated RKO. And I feel like Edge and Orton together, there's no way the Hardys win this. I think it's RKO. Agreed. 
So we have a new era tag team match, which is the Bar versus the Revival. What do you think? It's funny because I feel they could both be heels, but I think the Bar was super over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, oof. <sighs> You're gonna put yourself in the match for a minute, you know, and you have. You know, it's going to be a back-and-forth match. There's going to be some hot tags, both very strong competitive tag teams. But in the end, when we start hitting some finishers, things like that, I don't know if FTR or Revival can really pull off the upset over the bar, that's, to be honest what, with you. That's what my thought is. you got a brogue kick and you have the, uh, the gotch slam or whatever they call it. Yeah. You know, that's not, yeah, the bar. It's the bar. Okay. A singles match that on a, the grandest stage of them all would be fucking phenomenal. Brock Lesnar taking on Chris Benoit. Now, this one is you to... Or no, this is actually technically, I guess, me. Yeah, it's back all to right. you. There's no way Benoit can do it. I think it's going to be kind of one of it's kind of like Mankind and Kane. It's going to be one of those fighting hard battles. You know what it is going to be? It's uh Michael's coming up short against Taker twice. It's going to be Michael's coming up short against Kurt Angle. Some of those real great matches that made you think, "Holy shit, he's going to pull it off," but he just can't. Benoit would be that underdog to pull it off against Lesnar, but he's not going to be able to. So Lesnar definitely takes the win. Yep. All right. Now we have your golden era and your attitude era singles. So you chose Mr. Perfect, a face Mr. Perfect, taking on Canadian heel Bret Hart of the attitude era. Break it down. Yeah, this one gets really tough just because of the the change in who's face and who's heel, uh, especially with what's coming up next and what just preceded it. Um, you know that Brett's going to slap on that figure four in the ring post at some point because if anybody's going to be able to sell it, it's definitely going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Brett's got to take this one. Uh, we just had a Canadian losing the last match. We can't have another one losing right in a row. And uh, as much Mr. Perfect is the guy that even when you liked him, when you're supposed to hate him, you always saw him lose in the big matches. <clears throat> and that tends to happen uh, when he, he turns yeah. face two. So, you know what? Brett's got to take this one. And I think that Brett could even do some heel tactics in this to make you sympathize for Perfect in that. Absolutely. Ooh, coming around the mountain, man. Five matches left. Here we go. The eight-man tag. Now, this one I didn't think was going to be as good as it ended up turning out to be. So you have the heel team of Jake Roberts, The Rock, Chris Jericho, and Bray Wyatt. Taking on Razor Ramon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Eddie Guerrero, and CM Punk. Oh, man. For how things have been going in the night of things to maybe come plus just how a match like this tends to go over I would say we're probably going to look at the faces will probably take the win on this 
you'll probably see someone like Jericho powder off and go, fuck it, I'm out. I, I can't deal with this team. Like, someone's going to give up on their team. You know what I'm saying? It always happens in a heel uh, setup like that. Something like, yeah, that's kind of what do you what do you think? You think that would be the option? You took the words right out of my mouth. Typically, with these okay. eight man matches, the faces go over just because it turns into a shit show. There's not much you can do, and you just use it to get a pop, lots of finishers, and call it a night. As we did for that one. Now we have our four championship matches. So all these titles are vacant. Women's tag team championship. We have Trish. And Lita taking on goddamn submissions machine of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Um, I mean, Jesus, I'm not even the one picking this, and I already know who I would pick, but go ahead. I'm picking Rousey and Baszler. Trish Stratus and yeah. are legends, but Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are shooters. They are the definition of shooters, and they just come in, they wreck the shop. Trish and Lita could sell the shit out of them, too. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a, a good match to watch of them almost overcoming the odds, but they can't beat the heels. There's no way, not with both of them being as strong as they are. Good match, though. I think that would be phenomenal, which is going to be followed up by your one-on-one women's world title match, which is Charlotte Flair and Beth Phoenix. <sighs> I got to give it to Flair. Don't want to, but it's what would happen. I don't yeah. think Beth is going to be the one to put her in her place. Unless I see it happen this weekend by Rousey, I don't think Flair goes down to anybody. Yeah. And I kind of have to take the same approach with the next match, which is would be the Legion of Doom beating the Steiner brothers. Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those, you, you, yeah, there's no way the Steiners would be able to overcome LOD and, and- in in the – era of what this is supposed to be um, for both of them in the WWF mode. That's the point, is that neither of them were ever, both teams were never in Ruthless, Attitude, any of that other stuff together or anything like that. Well, I mean, well, they did a LOD did a little bit of Attitude, but we'll right. say that was a quick cup of coffee. Um, but LOD, yeah, there's no way that they lose. And I feel you're going to get the same sentiment for the main event, too. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I Actually, I feel like, well, it's kind of one of those you send the crowd home happy. But, again, this is our WrestleMania main event. This is our WrestleMania, goddammit. Yeah, but we've so, been looking at on the ebbs and flows. So, But you already got your power. Fair enough. Gonna do. Okay. But we did. All right, hang on. We got some great pops. with. You're right, Legion of Doom. Uh, the faces went over in the eight-man tag. We did get some heels with Flair winning and Rousey and Baszler, Bret Hart. We're at the main event, and it's the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, against the real American, Hulk Hogan. Again, face and heel. It's the ultimate match that we all wanted at WrestleMania 8 that we had for about a week, and Vince is like, no, I'm not ready for that. Both guys will be here in a year, right? We'll wait. Hmm. Um... What do you do? Do you send the crowd home happy with Hogan winning? Or yeah, I mean, sending him home on a, on a loss like that, you know, like Flair winning is, is – I'm a guy who likes an unhappy ending. So, But um, we could set up for wrestle, uh, top of wrestle, wrestling's WrestleMania 2 next year. Flair walks in as your champion. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> just do it all over again next year. That's why I have this document so we can do it again next year. 
Um, I will say I, I think Hogan does take the win. If you're going to okay. end WrestleMania, it's the it's a greatest event of all time. I, I mean, I would like to see it end on a bad note because that's just you want to have feuds and storylines, but we're just booking one show here. You know, we booked that one greatest Survivor Series of all time. Well, we right. just booked your greatest WrestleMania. Look, I don't think that it necessarily mattered when it came to numbers, but let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think I just squeaked by. I think I won. By one match. Okay, good. (laughs) I don't think it matters to you. I won. It really doesn't matter. I won. <laughs> nah, that was good. That was that was uh that was fun. It's at least matches that you know, ninety nine percent of them were things we've never seen, you know, yeah. for the most part. So that's at least something to think about. You Did know, a good job. That's what we do. We bring you the opponents. top moments. Yeah. 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 We're we're good. We're good. So you guys ever need anybody to book your fantasy event, we're the ones. Thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. This has been quite an episode. It's been a long episode, but guess what? Three hours. It's be a long three hours, but guess what? It's gonna be a long fucking weekend, baby, because it's WrestleMania week. Enjoy it all. We'll be back next week. We'll have that WrestleMania hangover just like the rest of you. I am the professor. As always, I bid you a farewell. ODM, he leaves you with just four words. Hundredth episode next week. <laughs> The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Spending my days working hard on the go But the hand on the clock keeps spinning too slow 
I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight You know that Nightwing and ODM are getting sick and tired of hearing me sing this week after week But you know they're liars Cause I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight I'll sing this goddamn song all I want, it's my show Baby, it's true, Joe has a one-track mind But it's hard to concentrate with a brain that's like mine Ha <laughs> that's right, baby. The Top Wrestling Podcast knows that Eldo Montoya can be just incredible and Bill DeMott can be very goddamn humorous. I'll sing this goddamn song I want. It's my show.